Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Let's talk about the game that the Patriots had uh, with the Bengals. Didn't help. Obviously, the Bengals that he went down. All right, they, they, yeah. it's the Dolphins. I, 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 what, what, why am I thinking we oh, put his foot down? Yes, yes. Oh, now, now you're confusing. Yeah. yeah, I know. So I'm I'm rattled. Jeanette. Oh my least, God! Stidham ran for his life that and whole a, game, and at least a half a second more for long, long routes to develop. This is unbelievable. I've yeah. had this argument with the guy that writes that article uh, because he's not watching the Patriots play. I, well, then <laughs> what is he watching? I'm very consistent. <laughs> I ignore all of PFF. Yeah, yeah, but we don't know what he's missing. Oh, I know. What he's missing. And oh, he, you know. Oh, oh I mean, okay. I you are in the media. Yeah. They do not score points when he's on the field. That's why people are questioning him. No, it's not, not that. It's like it's not no, it's that not. hard to crack the code. I, it's not why people are questioning him, though. The reason why people are questioning him is because he doesn't look pretty playing football. You know why he doesn't look pretty playing football? Because they don't move said football <laughs> into the end zone. No, body no, language is wrong. bad. I get it. it Everybody's there. wrong. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by. Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Wednesday here at Gillette Stadium, and uh, we're still dealing with the aftermath of what happened Monday night. Um, the Patriots announced uh, probably about an hour ago uh, that they had canceled media availability today. It was supposed to be Bill's press conference at 11:45, uh, you know, and then later on, open locker room and. That's been canceled. There is practice. They are practicing, and we'll have cameras out there, uh, you know, for the warm-up, as we usually do, and you'll see that on Patriots.com later. Uh, so they are practicing. Up in Buffalo, um, they're having a walkthrough today in meetings, um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what, what's going on there. So it's Deuce, it's Paul, it's myself, it's Matt in the booth, and you know, um, in terms of like you know talking about the Bills game and all that stuff, I think I'd like to wait until we hear from the Bills that yeah we're playing. You yeah, know, and I think, sure. in my opinion, that's kind of I think that's why the Patriots canceled practice uh, availability today because the Bills weren't having it, and it's like okay, well let, let's let's not be the first to have to talk about Sunday. Let's let them talk first. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. I think the Bills. Announced that they're having a walkthrough today. So, they are having a walkthrough. I, mean, but I don't think you have a walkthrough if you're not playing the game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I, some, I mean, you know. Yeah, and some some positive reports about yeah Demar Hamlin's condition, and I mean nothing crazy, but some positive developments. So um, that's good to hear. And I mean, the more you can hear that stuff, the yeah. better. I think it's easier for the teams to start to go back to normal and establish a routine if they feel like he's going to be okay, and, and you know they can. Maybe just make peace with it all, but I think two days later everybody's still kind of. Yeah, yeah. and it's hard because you don't, you know, you don't, you still have the uncertainty. But I, I do think that that you know everybody's different. I get in this day and age, you know, there's so many different ways to deal with adversity. Um, but I, I do feel like what you said, Mike. You know, it, it, there's some signs of of hope. And maybe you know you start to get back to a little bit more of a sense of normalcy, and you can. You know, that kind of helps you cope with it yeah, a right. little bit more. Yeah. Um, and as far as, you know, the game that was supposed to be played, the, the Bengals and Bills game, the league said there is no plans to replay that game at this time. Yeah. So so maybe, I mean, maybe the plan right now is hopefully get all the Week 18 games off and then revisit where Cincinnati and Buffalo are and what would have that 
impact of that game had had. And, you know, maybe there's, uh, you know, some kind of, I, I saw, I, I think it was Evan told me upstairs, like maybe some consideration of a neutral site game if they were to play in the playoffs to kind of, um, I'm not sure where that speculation was coming, Florio. but I don't know, some kind of creative kind of, yeah, uh, I, you know, I, solutions. I th- to, to me, that's overthinking it. it. I, th- yeah. I just think it's a tie. Bills agree to live with the results. Bengals agree to live with the results. And, you know, both teams are giving up a chance to be, you know, a little higher seed than they would be otherwise. And and that's it. You live with it. Yeah, you're kind of hoping Kansas City wins and then just takes the number one seed and just kind of takes that out of the equation. And I, I'd prefer not to have right. these two teams wondering what if, you know, that the, the door was open for us to maybe get a bye. Um, oh, but the Kansas City loss would, would do that. The win, Buffalo wins the two games, and they're the one. Right, but but I'm saying without the without the Cincy game, if that doesn't count, like does right. that? You That's know what, what, I'm, I mean? what I'm saying is, if Kansas City loses, you could make the argument that the Cincinnati game doesn't matter. But if Kansas City Stop. wins, Kansas City is going to end up getting the one seed if they don't play that game. Yeah, right. all right, I, I'm confused. And, and I, in <laughs> they're tied. Yeah. yeah. But if I see, if, if I the see. Bills don't I play gotcha. that last game, they won't be tied. There'll be a half a game difference. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yeah. Thank so you. that's why if they lose, but then Cincinnati would have a chance. Right. I think I think I'm a, I think I'm on overkill right now for like playoff odds and scenarios. Yeah. And I just I think over the last six weeks I've kind of lost my ability. to I process. do like <laughs> the idea, and and I know Fred, you said you think it's because I actually heard this a lot from believe it or not callers yesterday when I was driving home, suggesting. What we said yesterday, you know, if Kansas City, I mean, sorry, if Cincinnati and Buffalo agree to not play the game and just accept the two and three seed, yep. assuming they all win on Saturday, uh, over on week 18. Um, but then, so now Kansas City got the one seed and we'll give them the bye. But perhaps if Kansas City and Buffalo meet in the AFC championship game, you don't play it in Kansas City. You play it somewhere, either in Buffalo or or some neutral site. I I, I don't. It's not. It's not a terrible idea. But it's it's also. What about the tickets? What about the season the ticket holders the tickets. That, that had tickets in Kansas City? And this is part of their thing now. It's, they're part of their well, package. Is that you yeah. get to see the playoff game? Yeah, if but they you have can't one. sell those yet. No, I know, but I. I this, you know, I, got don't, enough I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, right now they're the two seats, so they're not selling AFC Championship game tickets. It'd be cool yeah. to see an AFC Championship in Detroit. That might be kind of fun. But <laughs> Bills get to play another, uh, another. Yeah, they just game keep going to Detroit. Going yeah. to Detroit. No, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of flawed there's scenarios nothing, like that yeah, out there. I think perfect. the only way to do it um, equitably is to play out Week 18 and then have the Bills and the Bengals play the following week and push the start of the playoffs. push everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they're going to end up doing that. I don't think they're going to end up playing that Buffalo-Cincinnati game at all. Yeah. I don't think so either. Yeah. And the only way it wouldn't matter is if both Kansas City – if Buffalo wins and Kansas City and Cincinnati both lose, then you don't need to play the game and it's 1-2-3. Buffalo 1, Kansas City 2, Cincinnati 3. So maybe the Patriots will – just say, you know what? You guys go ahead. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Beat us. No. <laughs> no. But I, I mean, but I mean, unfortunately, I do wonder, you know, where's Buffalo's mindset going to be by Sunday? And, you know, it's uh, it just whatever happens well, with the rest of their I season's going to okay. be spun as this if was you were, the impact. Let's, let's play. Let's do a little role play. If you're Sean McDermott, 
how do you, you know, and you've, you're, as an organization, you've made the decision. We're going to play on Sunday. How do you approach that? How do you now, what do you do? We got to put our best foot forward. Yeah, this I, is how, this is how, um, you know, DeMar, you know, DeMar would have wanted us to, yeah. to do this and you try to do that, but that doesn't mean you do it. Right. But That's what Sean McDermott I, does. I, I would be like, listen, what would be better for when DeMar is better? And he regains consciousness to know that we played in one for him. Yeah, I mean, what what a gift that would be to him, right? For us to do that, I you know, and I would do that, and I'd say, you know, like we're professionals, we're you know, this is we owe it to each other. We're gonna go out, and we're, they'll probably come out foaming at the mouth. Yeah, you know, that's. I mean, I do. I think they will. I just think it's interesting that they have one more regular season game that doesn't really mean a whole heck of a lot. So you know, it's just it's if the playoffs were starting, I could see. All right, that's a button you can push. It's just having gone through plenty of these kind of Patriots week 17 back then games where you're like, I don't know, we, are we even going to play our starters in this game? Like, But here's the I thing. Just okay, so like what you just said, again, going back to Sean McDermott, tough game for everybody. So I'm going to rest my starters and they don't have to play in this <laughs> I, in this yeah. game. You know what I mean? Hard. I, don't I, think, know. You know? Yeah, I don't think that's on the table. Yeah. Give I mean, Josh a day like, off. Oh, okay. Josh, you guys right. can, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, you guys are the You, you can't win. Line. You can't win. Yeah. So you just got to say, we're, we're going out there and we're playing. Yeah, you know? and that's probably what they have to do. Um, you know, I think I'd like to – I mean, you're seeing all the support that the other teams are giving um, – you know, maybe something before the game in terms of the two teams kind of, oh, you know, just showing sure. support with each other. And, yeah. you know, I think I mean, I think everybody wants to get to that point where, you know, we can just get back to playing and a sense of normalcy. And, you know, it's just the hard period right after it happens and there's uncertainty with what is going on. But, you know, I just hope that the, the players it's not just about rallying your team. I think it's about rallying all NFL players and, you know, all these guys that do this together and, you know, have a respect for the game and, and for each other. And, you know, hopefully that that's a little bit of the something that can come out of this is just a you know a reminder of, of of this NFL players that they are a family as much as they compete hard and I mean that was the vibe I got when when he first got hurt on the field and just oh, you know yeah. seeing like in the middle of a field seeing Joe Burrow and Josh Allen two guys who are gunning for Super Bowls and and you know really serious about competition and everything just seeing them stand together as two dudes you know watching a, a terrible situation unfold it's just right. you know it's just a reminder this is just football that's yeah. that's life and death what we're watching right, right now but you know i think yeah. everybody wants to get back to you know football and the playoffs and you know i think that that's you know had this happen in the middle of the season you know, it might get kind of buried along the way by the time you get to the playoffs. Now you're going to go in the playoffs. This is going to be a storyline, something that's talked about, you know, whether Buffalo's playing, whether they're not playing. Um, you know, this whole playoffs is probably going to you know, revolve heavily around him and, and his recovery and, you know, just the, all the events that have been unfolding over the last couple of days. Yeah. So. And again, there's no there's no right answers. No. Um, but I, I do feel like the, the signs are certainly pointing now uh, toward you know business as usual for week 18 yeah um, we had that you know the communication from the nfl yesterday that that said as much and i haven't really seen anything out of the ordinary and again the the fact that they had that report this morning that buffalo planned to come in for for to meet and have a walkthrough now they didn't they're not having um media availability but everything else is as would normally be the case for a team that played on monday night right yeah Get the routine down. I mean, I think you know. It's look. I, I think you just you, you can't just sit in your room and and feel bad. You know no. about the situation. You have to, you know, get back into into things. Of course, you, yeah. It's not like you forget him, about but it, but you you go about your business and you know you deal with it. I mean, and yeah. it's, it's it's just you feel bad. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I feel bad for Buffalo, of course, but just you know, this is 
this is a real chance for them. I mean, these are they're in the prime years right now, and I remember how I felt with, you know, with Brady and Belichick in the mid two thousands of, you know, this is it. We got to make the most of every chance, and you know, you just you wonder how the team is gonna gonna respond. I think you know by the time the playoffs come around in a couple of weeks, I would expect that they will be you know fully mentally engaged and and back from from everything that they've been going through over these couple of weeks. I just I just wonder where they're going to be at mentally this week, as as it's as I said, like a game that isn't a like everything challenge. on the yeah. on the line. It's you know, a team that you've, I mean, let's face it, you haven't really had much trouble with. Um, and the Patriots are coming in. They ha- desperately need a win. It's just, it's such a weird kind of yeah. bunch of ingredients going into this game. Yeah, I, I, I do. I think it's a tough situation. And, you know, I know there was even a lot of talk about whether or not Buffalo, like, you know, the league could say you're playing and Buffalo could say, well, we're not playing. Right. <laughs> they could. So yeah. I wonder. Yeah. People how, think that's that's what happened Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. But I wonder what would happen if. If that's the case, like, does the league declare it a forfeit? And how does that, like, is that a win for the Patriots? Or yeah, is, it, yeah, you is hate, it a no contest? You hate to be callous or no, but sound callous, but if the Bills, if the league says game's on and the Bills say no, we're not playing. Is it a no contest the, the or is has, it a forfeit? The league yeah. has to say it's a forfeit. I don't say, I don't know what the league has to say. You like, know? And, that, and I think there's there's two different things because one of them would put the Patriots at 9-8 and eight and in the playoffs. The other one would put them at 8-8 eight and eight and out. Right. Yeah. You know, assuming one of those three teams wins. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know exactly how that would be, be handled. I, I would just hope, I mean, I, you know, I don't hope, I just, they got to do what they got to do. But, you know, having a walkthrough today, maybe they have practice tomorrow. Like, are you in it? Like, I think by that point, you kind of know if you're going to be able to at least mentally lock in on playing football again. And, you know, I would just, I would hope that, you know, we can get kind of that stuff out of the way before you know oh friday afternoon friday night you know what we don't think we're gonna be able to play this game like if you don't think you're gonna be able to do it i think they need to oh yeah find out immediately well, start gotta do to it before freddie gets on the plane <laughs> right yeah, it's only right you know what happens there <laughs> get to kansas city find out the game's been rescheduled oh, i remember that one <laughs> cam newton that wasn't fun Ugh, that game yeah Mm-mm. Mm-mm. uh okay so what do we want to talk about here um you know, Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we could get into them. Um, well, it is hard to talk about like a game. That, yeah, I, 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 it's know. hard to talk about beating Buffalo, and there's so many things on my mind about this rivalry and what it's become over the recent matchups, and you know, just how Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, what they've been able to do against the Patriots. You know, just I mean, there is in the back of my mind when you when you do click in that football thing is, is you know what what have the Patriots learned from all these matchups? I mean, he's just he has he's been basically just playing backyard football against them it feels like these last few matchups um you know how how like how many more curveballs do you have to throw you know like that's my question with yeah the Patriots defense like what what can you really show them that's new now it feels like he's probably seen everything does it just come down to you've got to have a night where you're on your best players are on and, and he's a little bit off that yeah, it's just survival. There's no scheme that you can be like, well, if you just did more of this zone or that, you know, like this. There's yeah. not really any of that anymore. It's, it's, it's just it's just survival. It's hard to say, yeah. hard to say how you how you take that guy down. He's yeah. really, really I, good. I mean, I think that we always focus on how do you stop the other team, and this year, to me, no one talks about the other side of the ball. I think that's the only way you win the game, right? Well. Is if you well, do something you haven't done all year, and that's score. Yeah. But the, you know why no one's – because there's no sense in it. There's no point in it. But the, I, I, It's I think not going to change. But I think there's just as little point in saying you're going to win the game 13-10. Not happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, provided that the weather is normal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to do it, yeah, you can sit there and say, "Well, we got to force four turnovers. Right. Uh, maybe get a maybe get a kickoff return for right. a touchdown." Need like, yeah, that's, yeah. All the if, if you do those things, you you will have a chance to but win. You don't plan that, but you can't plan that. No, right. exactly. Yeah. And and you know we were doing we were doing all access, and I picked twenty seven thirteen, Bills, which is what I felt before the tragedy of Monday night. So, assuming that they're able to play. I think that that's around the difference, I think, in the teams. There's a couple of touchdowns. And when I gave my score, Mike immediately, Mike Reese immediately looked at me and goes, oh, you don't, you don't think they're going to score? You're 13. And I, and I was like, I mean, unless they're going to make it five weeks in a row with a defensive touchdown. Like, right. have people, like, suddenly thought that all, you know, th- things are different now? Like, they score a defensive touchdown every week at some point. Yeah. You're just not going to get. You could play great defense on Sunday, Mike. Do you have and a, not score? I I see a stack yeah. of papers I in do. front of you. I do. do you I have it. in front of you? Uh, probably not. The, I'm going to guess I the don't. amount of offensive points the Patriots have scored oh, this year. Fred, Fred, yes. Okay. Yes, I do. Uh, now I, is this real offensive points? So this like, is the touchdown log. This is every touchdown they scored this year. The blue highlights are the defensive scores. The the pink one is Marcus Jones's. So they've scored 28 offensive touchdowns, which is roughly 1.75 offensive touchdowns per game, which mathematically is 12.25 points a game offensively. And how does that compare to even the last three years when, you know, everything was not good? Well, it would certainly drop them down. I mean, they're 17th in points right now. So, you know, I mean, that's... That's middle of the pack at best. So take but, out, but, but the seventeenth point out, includes all the points, right? right? That's so the take problem. out fifty, right. take right. out fifty six points. And, and I even think that their offensive touchdowns are deceiving because so many of them were set up and, by the defense. And that's yeah. that's and I mean, and some of them, I mean, depending on how you want to feel about it, are you know, like the Marcus Jones pass, you know, like like little big plays that they kind of caught teams on. I mean, it's just yeah, I count, I, I'll count that, that as splitting okay. hairs. I, a I count bit, that as an offensive but, touchdown, but it's just how many of these that came from like all right, that was a ten play. 75-yard touchdown scoring drive. There's probably yeah, like they, yeah. four of those in here. You know, the rest of them are like, oh, they got it off a turnover. They got it off a turnover at the 50, that, you know, and then they, they hit a play down the side. You know, like the, it's just – but I'm glad you, I'm glad I had that. That was remarkable. I thought for sure I wouldn't have it. But, yeah. Uh, but it, it is interesting when you kind of look at it. So 12.7 yeah, – 12. 12.25 offensive points per game. Per, per game. That's – I mean – And that's counting points that were set up. Like Because yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, you – I mean, I can't even count how many pick threes they had. Like, there was a stretch where they were picking off passes, running them back to the 17-yard the right. line, and going three and out. out and kicking a field goal. Yep. I Remember remember the season where I said, ah, you know, the Patriots are going to have a great defense. And you said, oh, what do you think the points per game yet? And I said, like, 15.8. You know, <laughs> that's know. a low yeah. average. Yeah. Yeah. And we're at twelve point seven. And you ended up being right that yeah, year. Yeah, I was right on the you money. Is that the <laughs> reason why is that the reason why you brought it up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I just remember thinking, yeah. okay, it's gonna be low, but it can't be too low because that's unrealistic. Imagine predicting twelve point seven. Well, I mean, Paul is right on it with his score prediction. He predicted thirteen points. Right. I mean, that's the if they don't get a defensive score, that's what they that's get. That's the average. And that's just know? what I'm and that's all I'm not trying to like say that Buffalo matches up and does this. I'm just going that's by the other games. Yeah. Like if you Again, if the Patriots return another pick for a touchdown or, you know, maybe get something set up by, you know, yeah, they, they, so, it could go to 20 or whatever, I'll, I I would up it. So I would like to, you know. I can't predict that, though. I Like, 
so do we know where 12 points – you said, well, 17 overall, but do you know where 12.7 offensive points rank in the uh, – No, I'd have to go back. Do you have the DVOA numbers there? I mean – You're Mr. DVOA. Yeah, no, I do. I do have the Patriots DVOA overall. Oh, because, um, you know, there was a report today, and I didn't click on it, but it was Barstool hmm. saying that Mr. Kraft is really unhappy – and is is going to demand offensive changes. Oh. I didn't read it. Though. I think you need <laughs> to be very careful with the word demand. I know. Like I know. I think that could go. A I, lot I of didn't ways. read it unless I don't you don't any, care. I don't know if any of you guys had read it and if it's credible or no. Anything I saw like the that. speculation, and I know WEI. God bless them. Asked Bill directly about it on their on their weekly thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've been getting reports like this all year long. I mean, it's it's ever since. You know, whenever I guess last yeah. year before, you know, all that stuff. But I don't so. know if there's anything new that he said to somebody. You know, it's all speculation and, and yeah. Hearsay, I, I mean, I didn't see. I don't do the bar stool stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I didn't. I mean, like Mike said, I've certainly seen a lot of different people write things to that. You know. Yeah. Along those lines. Why well, we know he's not happy. How can he be? He wasn't happy None at the beginning of the season. How can he be happy now? I'm not happy. You know who is happy? You know. Um. Paul, if you wanted to know the, the Patriots DVOA um, offense, 26th overall, 25th run, 24th pass, um, defensively third, eighth. That, that doesn't do second. points. No. Oh, yeah. I, I thought DVOA was like an adjusted uh, point total. Yeah. I thought they took no, out like overall points that were set up by the defense. I, I I had a different opinion of what DVOA no, is. But I mean, they're 26 in yards. I mean, just the standard yard stat. I mean, 26. You know, it's usually that's not a great stat, but I mean, they're 28th but overall e- in first down. But even when Cam was here, they, it wasn't that bad, right? Well, I, think that's, I think that's what a lot of people are uh, yeah. coming to realize is that the 2020 offense was actually more productive than this year's This is similar to that, Yeah. only Cam rushed for touchdowns. Yeah, right. right. He had that whole twist to play with. But they didn't move the ball in 2020 either, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, it's probably better than this, but not much. And yeah, so, I mean, there's problems. There's problems, uh, obviously, and – because, like I said, we're not watching a normal NFL passing offense. You know, I think when they run, you know, it looks it looks okay. It ain't you know? great when they run. It's not great, but yeah. but I mean, it's it's not like what am I watching here? You know? No. I mean, I don't want to say that the. I mean, as disappointing and, and bad as the passing game has been, like I, I'm almost a little more disappointed in the run game just because they they really needed it. But, and they but can't you even have to really factor in what other teams have to worry about. Right, and they're just not like, even, they're yeah, not worried about the, the passing game. Yeah. Like go ahead, you know, yeah. go no, but go throw it, I, you know. But we're gonna we're not gonna let you run. Yeah, we're not gonna let you kill clock and shorten the game. You're gonna have to throw the ball, you know. Yeah, and it, I mean, I think when I look at you know the offensive line, like going into the season, what they had, like I, I just I would think they could maybe run the ball with on when you pretty good run blocker. You know, Trent Brown's a big dude. It's just I mean, it's. But it's it, one thing to be not productive, and it's another thing. To, but it, it kind of goes know, to show, like be any, pretty much any team in the NFL, if all they have to do is worry about the run, they can stop the run. They can yeah. keep it down. You know, I you get, just load the box. Yeah, and you you can do it. You I know? guess what to your point, Fred. It's almost like kind of like the defense. Like the defense is just waiting to have a complementary offense. The running game's kind of waiting for a complementary passing. Absolutely. So to, to take open some it, of the heat to off open it up a little bit. bit yeah. You know, it, it's yeah, but I can see it. But it, they haven't been great at either one. I agree. I mean, there are teams that only throw, only run, and they run better than that. Yeah. You like know, Carolina like, lately. Yeah, I mean, Carolina. I mean, Tennessee for five years. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think if we had Derrick Henry, we'd be a little better running. We don't. 
I'd be excited. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you listen to this show. <laughs> Oh, we, lo- we love Ramon. Yes, yeah. I do. There, right? I think he's the best player. How many times I'd say Best, best player best on the, player team. the team. Except don't give him the ball <laughs> at the end of the game. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> might have to go to second best <laughs> now <laughs> after the last couple of those fumbles. All right. Uh, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Let's uh, go to the phones, see what's on your mind. Uh, Patty's in Agawam. What's up, Patty? What's going on, guys? Hey, hey Pat. So uh, I think like most of the country on Monday night, I was when I saw the ambulance come out, I was waiting for him, uh, Hamlet to go on to Gurney and give the thumbs up. And just seeing yeah. the players' faces, like I, I wasn't even really listening to the uh, to Joe Buck and Troy Eggman. And just uh, like seeing Stephon Diggs cry and um, the look on these players' faces, I was like, oh, geez. I mean, I know. We were all thinking the worst. Here, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, just going on, you know, if they do end up playing this week, I'm sure each one of you guys, much like myself, has experienced something um, crazy, like a loved one, you know, passing or somebody having a heart attack. I mean, that's not something you get over in a week. So, uh, and I'm not saying this to sound funny or be funny, but like, honestly, if they if Buffalo lines up, I don't know how mentally they're going to be in the game on Sunday. And yeah. I mean, that could affect them winning or, or losing, or possibly losing the game. And ultimately, I just hope the kids are right. And, uh, you know, I hope he pulls through. And, uh, well, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. I, I mean, assuming they play, this is a true test of McDermott's leadership because it's going to be his job to make sure his players are focused hmm. because you can't go out there yeah. not focused. I disagree. You're going to get hurt. It's not like the, he he's going to say all of those things. He cannot force these guys to be focused yeah. no i but that's an, that's up to each individual player to do what they need force to do him, but he's got to do everything in his power and i'm sure he will to help them focus he's not going to sit there and say i don't want to play either guys but they're making us <laughs> yeah. he's no, not going to yeah. do that right no, I, I like mean, you like stefan Diggs on the sideline that night thanks Pat. when they thought they had to play was he, trying to he do tried it. and yeah. no one was listening right okay, so like i know that's what they're going to do it's just a matter of whether or not they get enough guys that do it yeah I mean, I think for me, it's. I think he's going to try, but I think his harder job is, is taking inventory. Is his is his team ready? To is play? it right? And and being willing to say, I don't think we're ready. I, I you know what I mean? Like like I don't think he can. No, no speech is going to get him over it. They need to get out there, feel it out. Are we just not going to be able to mentally lock him? Because then you're talking about other injuries. Guys are going to go into that game unfocused. Like he has to have a a finger on the pulse of this team right. and, and make a tough decision. So every team around the league, and obviously it's it's much greater for Buffalo and to a lesser extent Cincinnati, but the other 30 teams are all devastated too, right? So if the Patriots aren't able to focus, quote-unquote, and be ready to play emotionally and physically, is that like a, a failure by Bill Belichick to not get the team ready? I, I don't know if it's a failure, but it's not a failure. But that that's... Bill's it's, a smart guy, and he's dealt with but with, if they are complex, complicated. But if they issues. are focused, then I think isn't that? No, I think it's isn't all that the, a success? I don't. I, I actually don't think this has a lot to do with the coaches. I think I, I think there are going to be thirty-two coaches that have a very similar message this week, yeah. and it's going to be probably a lot of different reactions from the players as to how they respond to that. I, I know everyone's different, but I think leadership is going to be critical this weekend on every team. Yeah, players. Players and coaches, both. Yeah. Both. I, I just like unless you're telling me that there's a guy who's coaching who's going to say, 
don't worry about it if you don't want to play. Just don't 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 worry about it. We're not going to play. Like I think every coach, if they're playing, is going to get their team ready to play. And then it's up to the individual players and the leaders among those players, like Diggs was doing on on Monday night, to to be ready to play. Like it's not easy. It's not I, like I I understand what what cousin Patty is saying. It's not an easy thing to do. And and I'm going to risk. Yeah, we we talked a lot about this before the show, and we all said we probably wouldn't say these kinds of things. <laughs> Our risk coming off is insensitive. It's their job. Yeah, it and, is. And if and if they don't like, I I truly respect it. If you don't want to play and you have the sort of uh, the willingness to say uh, I I can't I can't play, then you also have to be willing to say okay then. I, I might have to release you. I might have to get somebody else who can play. Like it's a it's a cold business. If it happened here, in our line of in, in anybody's line of work, we'd be expected to play. We'd be expected to work. You know, the next day, it's it's awful. I I understand it, and it's a cold business. Fred, you brought up the greatest um, example to me: a civil service. Yeah, these guys that that risk, risk their lives every day on the on the fire and police force and. And they watch their coworkers go down in the line of duty all the time. And yeah, they have time off, but they're expected to continue. Like the force itself doesn't take the next day off. Maybe the guy's partner takes the next day off, but right. I mean, like someone has to protect the next day too. Right. Yeah. Right. Society depends on them. Now I know this is this just is football. football. I get it's not. It's yeah. not that. It's not that important in right. the grand scheme of things. I, I just feel like. If the NFL makes the decision to to proceed as you know as expected on week 18, I think all 32 coaches will have a very similar message. And now it's up to the individual players to either yeah. follow that message. You could say it's a good sign of leadership if the players are all on board, and maybe it's a sign that that lock you know they they don't have the the coaches the, the coach doesn't have the locker room and he wasn't able yeah. to do it. But I think they're going to say the same things. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, sure. Oh yeah. In other words. When the Denver Broncos didn't show up on Christmas Day, it wasn't because Nathaniel Hackett said, don't worry about it, it's Christmas Day. He didn't have the locker room, and they weren't playing hard for him. But we're looking at Mike Tomlin right now. Like, I can't think of a guy I would want whose hands I would want my team to be in. I agree. I thought he was incredibly impressive. Now, let's just take it. But let's just play it out. They play Cleveland this weekend, and maybe they have – a handful of guys that listened to everything he said and just couldn't muster it up. Yeah, is that because he's not a good leader? No, not, it wasn't no, able to. No, get no, I get it. I That's get all it. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. no, I, yeah, because I think it can go either way. Yeah, these kinds of things. I know a lot of people, Patriots fans. I've heard this a lot. Like they got no shot now. Huh? They got no shot. That's going to be walking into a like a, a buzzsaw. A buzzsaw. Uh, the, the emotion, the crowd. Uh, yeah, that lasts for about five minutes. Yeah. Like now, how do the players respond? Are they ready? Yeah. Are they emotionally invested in the game? Right. Because I think there's a good chance that they're not. Yeah. And I think if maybe if you had a 5% chance to win the game, it might be 10 now. Yeah. I just think that the, the timing of the year, too, just adds a whole other layer to it with the playoffs. And, I mean, these are, you know, like this is what they play for. These are the games. Like, had this happened in September, I, I don't think I can play this weekend, Coach. Week six, you know, we're getting to the point now where it's a playoff game. So you know that the yeah. conflict yeah. is players. And the fact that they're – gearing up for the playoffs to me would probably lead me to believe that Buffalo will find a way to get ready to play. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think it's a guarantee. Eldred's in North Carolina. What's up, Eldred? 
Hey, fellas, how y'all doing today? Hey. I would blow the horn, but I'm in a residential area. Okay, uh, appreciate that. that. Don't scare anybody. Air horn. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'll I blow the horn now, when the pizza but. comes. Yeah. <laughs> Just fart really loud. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do that. Uh, Paul? I miss the good old days with me and you where we used to argue so much and we just go at it. <laughs> but now we find ourselves agreeing all the time. And I love that argument with you and uh, Evan yesterday. And I agree with you 100% with, with Matt. It's not the douchiness. Right. It's not none of that. That's just part of like it. Like you said. Just, that's some of it. But the main thing, like if he was, if he was, if he was putting up points, no one would oh, care. Correct. We'd love and, it. And that was the only point yeah. I was trying to make. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. He's not putting up points. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at at the game like everybody else. I ain't got all 22s or like Evan does. But I see receivers. He missed some running wide open. He throw to his guys. They double covered. And that's you know I'm like oh well, uh, unless he's scared of the line or he don't ain't in, interest in this offense. He's showing it. I mean, so look at. I agree with you, uh, Paul. I mean, look at the bar. What did he have? Two hundred and two yards passing in the last game. Or uh, I think it was a little more than that. Was, was like it two forty? Oh, was maybe? But uh, like no. two thirty, something nope. like that. But in today's NFL, that's two oh three. Yeah, two oh three. That's low. That's like really right. not good in the today's NFL. And we're saying, not well, you know, he had a pretty good game. But this is my point. You know, and so, and and that's why. See, people that are saying that he didn't play well. The the other side is 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 talking like you just don't like him, you just don't no I, you know what I don't I like I do like him <laughs> I don't like that we celebrated the fact that we went two for two in the red zone yeah two yeah two, two trips to the red zone and we're celebrating because normally we go one for two or over two right right over right how yep. about going three yep. for six in the red zone that's a good day yeah Moving now you get twenty one points. Right, you know, well, plus maybe more than that. I agree with that, yeah. agree with that too. Maybe third. But uh, can I ask y'all one one more question though? Mm-hmm. What if uh, and and, and uh, I, I get this every day when I come to work because, like I said, I got a lot of Patriots haters because I was the biggest bandwagon <laughs> talking the most crap. They thinking that uh, what if Bill just run it back the same way and and Mr. Kraft don't do nothing and get the same same result? What you do then? How would you feel then? Bad. Bad. I mean, no offensive coordinator. Oh. Right. If and, they ran it back, I don't trust him. It, it, if they ran it back, I'm sorry. No, so no, like they just. Bill says no, no, no. We're going to stick with the the status quo, and it's the same next year. I, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the house gets cleaned. Yeah, because the only way that that would happen is if Bill convinced Robert right. Kraft that this is going to work, and Robert says okay, but that's it. And then Paul's right. If it doesn't work, then that's it. I don't it. think anyone wants to see it come down to that. No, no, no. This, this. There's but gonna I, have to be changes, and I, I, I like. I think Bill understands that. I, I think I we've think heard he we've heard little yeah. hints. I think he does too. We've heard yeah. little hints uh, over the last month or so that he uh, he knows. I, I think too, though. His I don't want to say his hand is going to be forced, but just by the personnel that he has to deal with with his ta- he needs a tackle. He's got a tackle leaving. He needs a, some wide receiver help. They need to be better wide receiver. They got a bunch of free agents and wide receivers. So, you know, in some ways, I think just by standard personnel decisions, they're going to have to make changes to the offense at significant places where they kind of need it. So, but I, I, I mean, I agree with what you guys said about the coaching. I mean, that's you know the shadow over everything right now, and and you just hope <laughs> they put the coaching in place and then go get those players a tackle and a receiver that can fit into this new system. Thanks, Aldred. So let, let's level. put a spin on it though. Because you know, um, can we move around? Can we move on and have fun yeah, with okay, with yeah. my move around the space, Paul? With my nonsensical <laughs> hypotheticals. Okay, so they do make a change. 
because I agree with Fred. I think there have been some breadcrumbs that would lead. You know, there's been a lo- last week there was a lot of Bill O'Brien talk, right? Ian Rappaport resurfaced that story from Burt Breer. A lot of Bill O'Brien talk, a lot of smoke. I, I think there's going to be changes, right? But let's say Bill O'Brien comes in. He's the offensive coordinator. And Mac looks very similar. Now what do you do? Now you have to look for a quarterback. You think about it. Yeah. You're certainly aware of it in that fourth year draft, whatever that yeah. would be, 2024. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I think the the, the the big question is just the option, the fifth year option. You know, does it? You don't pick that up if he has a if he has a year come yeah. if if he what's it eleven touchdowns, eight picks? Is that what he's got right now? Yeah, something about that. Yeah. If he comes, if he does that again. You know, he's throwing for 3,000 yards, and he's on pace to throw for less than 3,000 yards. Do you know how hard that is to do? Like, and I know he missed a couple of games, but that's, in this day and age, you should be over 5,000. Yeah. Right. And and he's not even even at 3,000 yet. Right. So I think you'd have to, you wouldn't pick up the the fifth-year option. He'd probably be your quarterback entering his fourth season because I don't know how you get an option, you know, an alternative. Um I mean, is, is is Zappy a legitimate consideration? Is that something that's waiting in the wings next year? In I camp personally, and he's not really playing yeah. for his job. But hey, Zappy looked really good in camp this summer yeah, when he Brady. got in. Pulls a Brady. All of a sudden, you're you're watching Zappy in training. I didn't say he was Brady. <laughs> so don't, don't don't shake your head at me. <laughs> I'm rolling my. That eyes. was kind of a Paul thing where somebody like mentions two guys in the same breath, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I, I went all cousin Vinny. Don't shake your head at me. I didn't say it. I, I, I didn't, didn't hear what I said yet. <laughs> no. Remember Can when Brady s- came back in year two and and Bill was, like, blown away by how much better he was in practice? Yeah. I'm not talking about he's going to be Tom Brady. I'm talking about yeah. his yeah. year one to year two jump on the practice field was apparent to everybody. And your quarterback struggled in year three. Maybe there is a little bit more. I Maybe it's my bias that I don't think much of Bailey's no I don't really either but I I I mean I am intrigued just to watch him because we've talked so much about him after those performances and there's so much like was it the simplified offense but I mean I just I and I I've said this a couple times and I agree with you know Mac is the guy and there's no Zappy but I just I can't deny that when Zappy played it looked the most functional the offenses looked this year and I don't know if that's because of who he was playing against the second or how they simplified it sure but I I think glimpses I think if you look at it it really only looked better once yeah. Cleveland. Cleveland. Mm. It was very similar in Green Bay and um, Detroit. Well, he Detroit did. was the 0 for 6 fourth down game. I know. And they kicked field goal after field goal after field goal. Like, they didn't score in that game. And they didn't move the ball well, well. The two drives against Chicago in the first half looked short, like, yeah. short drives. Short drives, and everyone freaked out. And then yep. the second half, Chicago said, We're not going to let this guy yeah. do now, that. Now, the yeah. Cleveland game, Mac hasn't had a game like Zappy did in Cleveland. Yeah, that's the best the offense has looked. Was yeah. the Zappy game in Cleveland? Yeah, and I don't know why that is. I mean, the the Macophiles will tell you that they were calling all kinds of different plays and they were putting them in all kinds of positions yeah. to succeed, and they decided to have creativity that day. And the other sixteen games, well, fifteen because we didn't play the sixteenth yet, they just sabotaged Mac. Like, do you remember when that was a thing? Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I don't know why they won't play action play action the other day and he gets killed I mean, by Elandon Roberts. I know. Right? It's just like no matter what they've kind of done and I think they've had little twists and stuff for certain game plans, it's Max been 
consistently inconsistent all year. And, you know, Evan talks about, you know, the big time throws, which are like 21, like great, 21 throws a year. How much does that impact a well, game or, or a season? It, he makes those throws. But like, I would he makes say, some downfield throws. But, sure, like, but I don't even like, I don't know what a big time throw is. I don't know what their criteria is. But I heard him, like, rattling off the throws in the, the previous game. Like, the, the, the touchdown throw to Kendrick Bourne is a big time throw. Ooh. Like, I, I, I don't know about that one. He, he rattled off like four yeah. different throws to Bourne. Yeah. You know, one of which was an amazing catch by Bourne, by the way, on the sideline. I'm just not I'm just not enamored of two plays a game like, that you hit well, a guy downfield. That's field, my point. That's that was fine. the Olaski like, thing. Those are great, but you just need consistency from the guy. And look, I'm, I'm on both sides of the fence with this one. Like, I don't really like his comportment, and I just think he's been an average quarterback that's lost to every good defense that he's played so far. And he just that's my side consistent. of the fence. I know, but because because if you can find the time that I said he sucks, then go ahead, like you, run it all you want. I've I've not said that. I didn't say it last year, and I don't say it this year. I just think he's average. I think he's okay. I don't think he'll ever be. Where I differ from a lot of other people is I don't think he'll ever be more than that. Some people see something that I don't see in terms of potential. Yeah. I mean, but not, I've never said he sucks because he doesn't no, suck. No, he's not Zach I don't think Wilson. He sucks. I don't think he sucks. No, I just, I just look. He's, he was an average quarterback last year, and you know, I thought this year we would at least get back to that point, and they they haven't been able to. And to go back to the point I made yesterday, it's like no matter how bad an offensive coordinator or your weapons are, good quarterbacks still find ways to make some plays to show you that that it's waiting under the surface if you could tap it and. I don't really feel like, like that with him. Like I feel take, like we've take seen an average, seen. Take an average quarterback. Because I, I, it's not fair to say, like, how do you think Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes would look? Like, Yeah, they would look like Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> right. I get it. That's because of them. Yeah, like Andy but, Dalton back in the day. But I out. think a lot of those guys would look better in this off. I, I mean, you could make an argument, and people have, that Zappi looked better in it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, just, I just think that it's a big part of his problem. Is what he the hand that he was dealt this year, yeah. and I'm not denying it. Yeah. Now what are you going to do about it? Right. You're going to you, yep. you started pouting in June and you never stopped. Yeah. You uh, never gave it a chance. Brian of Rhode Island says, uh, simple question: Assuming the same contract status, who would you take as the Patriots quarterback today, Mac Jones or Brock Purdy? <laughs> I'd take Mac Jones. I, I'd still take Mac Jones. But, um, yeah. I would probably say Mac Jones. I don't. I'm not in love with Brock Purdy, um, but but again, it's an example it's, of a team with a good yeah. offensive coordinator and good like a system. They know who they are. They just kind of plug him in. I mean, Mac is kind of now in a system that doesn't really know who they are. Have never figured out who they are, and that's you know, I, I, plug Mac into San Francisco. Do you think he'd be better than Purdy? I mean, probably. Yeah, I don't. I do. <laughs> I don't. I do. Um, the same guy. Yeah, see, I don't. Purdy's only six one. I was just looking up his size. It's I like think this, some of my six, some of my problems with Mac would be problem. I would have the same kind of issues with Purdy. And again, if my defense dominates and I can get the ball to my running backs and do it like the way Purdy has, that'd be fine. I think Mac Jones is better than Brock Purdy. Um, Anthony Wright said, "Do you think players would or will?" react differently if the heart issue Hamlin suffered is discovered to be some sort of degenerative heart issue or a genetic heart defect mm. then and they found out it was not in fact due to the impact during the tackle so in other words yeah. is it easier for players to move on and play if it was not yep. due to a hit on a tackle I think for sure I mean I think that's what's so scary about this one is 
I mean, I think Ted Johnson talked a little bit about this. Of you know, you're aware of some of like oh concussions and you know I could blow my knee out, but I don't I, I don't think it really ever consistently registers with people playing of I can just take an ill-timed hit in the right place at the right time and it's lights out. Like I, I don't think that that really is something that's really been at the forefront of anybody's brain ever. And so I think to that point, yeah. You know, like with the Reggie Lewis thing, you know, oh, well, he's got, you know, a heart condition. That's, right. you know, so now it's all right. It's not just this random thing that can happen to anybody if, if, if all the things line up at the right time. So that's an interesting email. But yeah, I, I don't really have much confidence at this point. You hear so many in my it happened to my kid. Uh, you know, they find a hole in the heart. Mm -hmm. They should look for that early. <laughs> in I know. Life, Teddy you know? Ruski, too. Yeah. Didn't they find his like, whole heart like, hole? Like, let's do a test. Yeah for kids to find make sure that they don't have a hole in their heart early you know it's kind of a big deal yeah a hole in the heart all right um guess what evan's here this is interesting evan has returned from practice evan has returned from practice yeah evan has returned from practice what was the mood who wasn't there what did he see all right evan what do you got I don't know how many more of these we got, so I'm gonna I'm gonna oh. relish in this. <laughs> okay, so uh, some good news, some bad news out at Patriots practice. Big vibe day, though, Fred. So we'll get to that in a oh, second. A big vibe day. Big really? vibe day. Caught a vibe, huh? No Marcus Jones, no Johnu Smith. They're still in concussion protocol. Not at Patriots mm, practice tough. on Wednesday, but Devontae Parker back nice. at Patriots practice, and Jalen Mills was also out there today. Dealing with that groin injury, but yeah, no, no Marcus and and no Johnu still. And just a reminder, Jack Jones is on IR. Jack Jones is on injured reserve, correct? Yeah. Um, Jake Bailey, not there, not there. Okay, not there. Okay, at least what we saw was you know sometimes the specialists are in the stadium, sometimes they're on the upper field when we're on the lower field, and we try our best to use the binoculars to see who's up there, but not yeah. always able to do that. Yeah, so. he was there last week, wasn't he? Though, yes. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to – you teased it. What, what, what do you mean by vibe? It's the vibe. Well, I, I thought today this is our only exposure to the players today because we don't have media availability. So I, I did want to see what the mood was at practice. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got through the, the doors there where they let you in on the lower grass field, and we were all, you know, waddling in there. And uh, Carl Davis looked at all of us and said, come on, guys, it's Buffalo week. Oh, wow. wow. And I was like – all right. Okay. Well, somebody's fired up to play a football game, I guess. So I, I, I do think that there was um, a workmanlike attitude for the most part. Not everybody was as fired up as Big Carl. But I, I did find that a little bit interesting. Yeah, that I, I, I do, too. Yeah, Someone's well. ready to play a game. And I know that right now games seem secondary to what's going on in Buffalo. But at the same time, yeah. it, that that's where we're at. It's a great point because it's – I mean – all of the things aside, it's a playoff game for you know for all intents and purposes. It's a playoff and if, game. And if yeah. if 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 this tragedy didn't happen to Demar Hamlin, I mean, it, you'd expect to go out there and it's super intense and everybody's locked in and that like all of a sudden the tension rises around here that all the players talk about. Um, it's just it's interesting to me to hear that, you know. I mean, to your point, Fred, with the coaching, like you know, is 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 Bill able to you know help them get to the point where not only can you play the game but take this as a must win. The whole season's on the line. Play out. We have to go beat this team. Like you said, lock in. Yeah, yeah. It's tough, but I, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't want to say encouraged because it's like, where are we at right now? But what's the mood of the media? Indecisive, <laughs> Indecisive. right? I think all of us, and <laughs> I don't want to 
make us the story because we are yeah. certainly not the story right now. Well, you wouldn't know it looking at Twitter, but go ahead. <laughs> I, all of us, you know, uh, Fred and I got to get on a plane at some point to go to this game, and it's like, when are we going, right? Are we going? When are we going? Right. I still think that there's a lot to be uh, – decided there still i know that the commissioner said yesterday that the week 18 schedule is going on as scheduled but did he tell the people in orchard park that because i'm not getting that vibe from buffalo right now so as unless in my opinion unless demar hamlin uh, has a really encouraging news come out of that hospital in cincinnati i think it's going to be really difficult to ask the bills to play this game on sunday and do they want to play this game on sunday and uh, you know all the other human factors that are involved in something like this. Do you have any take on uh, the Patriots uh, canceling their media availability today? I was listening to the beginning of the show upstairs and I I thought, I think it was you that said it. They want Buffalo to speak first. Yeah. And and I think that that's more than fair given the circumstances. And when they scheduled media availability this morning, the guys going to the podium were the captains. It was Matthew Slater, Devin McCourty, David Andrews. Uh, So, they were already preparing to yeah. kind of come out with that sort of leadership front anyways. Bill this morning, captains at the podium. I was actually expecting them to not open locker room, but I guess because of league rules, they have to open locker room um, for availability, but now obviously postponed, right. and I guess the league signed off on that. So I'm not surprised that they're doing this because I don't think the Patriots want to be the first ones to speak on what's going on with DeMar Hamlin. That's sort of the Bills. Or the game on Sunday. Right. Right. All right. uh, We'll take a break. Um, Paul's eating. uh, And when we come back, more calls and emails here on Patriots Unfiltered. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near-zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning, and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. 
Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, Oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ooklove Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. 
And now, great moments in history. Am I allowed to call out other PU listeners slash callers? If so, I would like to call out Todd in North Carolina for being a fraud. Whoa. Whoa. A week or two ago, you called him out for all the background noise when he called into the show. He claimed he didn't know why there was so much noise, and he might have been doing dishes or something. I have a hard time believing this story. Why would he know... Well, why would he not know what he was doing when he called in the show? <laughs> Seems like something you remember. Love you, Todd. Just having fun. Uh, and then he, he calls us out for our background noise. So, uh, Let's go to Todd in North Carolina. Oh. Todd, if you called it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. If you did that on purpose. Checkmate. That was good. Well done, my friend. No, I don't think you did okay. it on purpose. <laughs> All right. That's another great <laughs> moment from... All right, back here, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. Uh, let's go to the phones. They're stacked up. We'll go to Willie in Philly. What's up, William? William. William. Good job, Hardy. No, is he there? No. No, okay. No. William, do tell. He'll call no. Oh, He'll call I, I see what you did there. Uh, we'll, go to, we'll go down to Texas. Joe's in Houston. What's up, Joe? Hey, fellas, uh, we were talking about the Brock Purdy, Mac Jones, uh, 49ers comparisons and such. I just wanted to know your guys' opinion if way back in the day, uh, instead of Mac Jones, uh, we drafted Trey Lance and the 49ers got Mac Jones, how that might be different. I was just thinking about that hypothetical and uh, how that might change the offense no idea. with uh, mobility and such. Yeah, how do we know? Well, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea what Trey Lance right. is. Right. San yeah, Francisco I doesn't know. Ankle surgery. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. yeah. I did like him, though. Big Trey Lance guy. Yeah. Not as much as Justin Fields. Justin Fields was the guy I really wanted. But, again, yeah. I, I go back to when people talk about Lamar coming here, potentially in free agency. Don't <laughs> trust him. Don't trust him at all to know how to run an offense with a guy like that. So yeah. I, I just don't know if Trey Lance moves that, the I wrote that in the mailba- mailbag this week with much – Better terms, but much nicer terms than that. Like <laughs> you have to really overhaul your offense. You have to have like blocking schemes, yeah. and you have to have a lot of running back. Like, yeah, they'd have to really do a lot of different things uh, to do that. Where do you think the 49ers are with Lance right now? I mean, it's it's. That's I mean, he question. he had like got hurt. His what barely played in COVID. I mean, it barely played coming in. Didn't play his rookie year. How many games did he play before he got hurt this year? Yeah. Like, he just hasn't played in, like, four years. Right. And you're it's already wild. on year three of his contract. It's a good point I mean, about at North Dakota State, he didn't even play in the COVID year. Right. I think they had a game in the spring or something yeah. like that. Once. And he didn't play particularly well, actually, in the game. So How do you stay the course with him Thanks, when it's just, you just can't get him on the field? It's like at some point. I mean, can't I get the other quarterback do. on the field either. Yeah. So it's just, it's Evan, I just want to say, you, when you weren't here, someone brought up, Brock Purdy or Mac Jones, and I said Mac Jones. Yes, he did. <laughs> I just, that like, warms I, I want, my heart. I want all. him to be happy with me sometimes. <laughs> so I want to make sure that I said, I, Thank you, you know, Brock Purdy, Purdy kind of small. Brock. Yeah. Uh, Sean's in Vancouver. Hey, Sean. Hey, hey guys. Um, how's it going? So okay. I, I wanted to uh, Hanging in. put one thing in, in people's minds in regards to a downside of making the playoffs. Let's say everything happens in, in terms of well obviously I, I think they're going to lose in Buffalo but let's say Pittsburgh loses to Cleveland and Jacksonville yeah. uh, wins and wins their division and uh, yeah you know what I mean Dolphins. so they make the playoffs but then is there a time issue in terms of hiring an offensive coordinator do they lose out on someone like O'Brien like well what could happen in that sense 
I, I don't think so. I think you could hire O'Brien right now if you wanted to. I mean, yeah, you're talking about one more week, maybe. You know. Yeah, I think. But the not thing even with Bill, is, Alabama's done. Yeah, I think. Oh, I mean, the, yeah, I think the thing with Bill is he wouldn't want to do it while Patricia's here. No, you know? but he could talk yeah. to him. Oh, have yeah, it done. He could he absolutely have back. it all done. He brought done. Josh back. Remember yeah. that? Like he brought yeah. guys back. It, and you he know, was just kind of a to supplement the staff. But I think he could also. Like right. even if you didn't want to do that, just say, "Hey, Evan, you know, when you're done." Yeah, and theoretically, the only w- thing they yeah, were waiting I'll, I'll for was the football. And yeah, they the were offense. just waiting cool. for the uh, yeah. Sugar Bowl, but even not the Sugar Bowl. Uh, were they in the Cotton Bowl? That was the I Sugar Bowl. Was the Sugar Bowl. You know, yep. but even then, you could still. Yeah, uh, his agent talks. To, you know, you can get it done. I don't think they're going to miss out. So for all we know, it's already in place. I think it's yeah. hard for teams that like maybe go to like deep in the playoffs and then lose a coordinator and don't realize they're going to and then by the time they even realize they're losing that coordinator it's like a week after the Super Bowl and then a lot of the conversations have kind of started yeah, we've, but we've been through that I mean you yeah. know you win those Super even Bowls then, I, I you're don't, behind the eight yeah. ball when it comes to that type of stuff yeah, yeah. I, I think that when you lose coaches generally you know you're going to lose a coach I mean it's I'm not telling you it never happens that it comes out of nowhere because it does but I mean certainly the Patriots mm. could not have been thrown for a loop when Josh McDaniels took the Raiders job last year right no no. So whether you're in the Super Bowl or not, like you, you need to like be talking to people. And it feels it feels like a groundswell right now for Mayo. Like everything that I read about is, and Mayo could possibly like everybody seems to keep bringing up that Mayo could leave this year. So I, that just that seems to one to yeah. me, signs are at least what people are writing seem like they think he's going to. Thanks, go. Sean. Um, Brian writes in. Rightfully, this has uh, not got as much traction due to Hamlin's issue, and I know Paul commented yesterday. But why has the Week 18 scheduling not been raised more as an integrity concern? How can they not schedule games that playoff implications that have playoff implications at the same time? They did a bad job. Yeah, this is. They a, usually yeah. go to like great lengths to make sure there are no integrity issues. And this year, it seems like they weren't even paying attention. Yeah. Says this is a major red flag for integrity and having meaningless games, especially with gambling becoming more commonplace. Well, I don't care about the gambling. But I don't either. <laughs> I, I care I, about who who makes the playoffs. What and who about doesn't. fantasy? I How would you feel inter- if you're Seattle? Right. I find it interesting. Like if Kansas City takes care of business against the Raiders, which I think they will on Saturday, and then the Bills are still in this weird headspace with Demar Hamlin, and that like that game all of a sudden. How how much does it really mean to Buffalo, right? It, on, on Sunday, I, I, it just that's the it's thing two about two or three, right? Right, like, two or three. It's it just kind of hard for me to envision them getting up for this game if that situation unfolds. This but I don't think mean, they can wait till Saturday night's result, though, to be like, actually, tomorrow, you guys, we're not playing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think they got to figure it out pretty quick. No, yeah. I mean, I think that the uncertainty with the Cincinnati game, I think, is more like what we're talking like, about. Because right. if they well, play it, the Buffalo one. controls it. If they, play, if they play the two games, all Buffalo has to do is win. Mm-hmm. So that's different. But if they're not going to play that game and they know they're not going to play it, then they can't get the one seed. Yeah. You know, if Kansas City wins on Saturday. Like, right. that's dumb. And they set that up that way. That was dumb. But I think more egregious is what they've done to Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay because they're playing now on Sunday night. If Seattle wins, that's how they make the – Seattle needs to win to have a chance to make the playoffs. If Seattle wins, they need Detroit to make to beat Green Bay. So if Seattle wins, before Detroit even takes the field, they're eliminated. Mm-hmm. So they've, they've made that game irrelevant for the Lions. Yeah. And C- Seattle needs Detroit to win the game. Like it's, they should have had something to play for because if they played Saturday night, Detroit's playing as hard as they can, and if they win, Seattle's got a shot. Right? Right. 
And you guys said yeah. yesterday Titans Jags should be Sunday night, right? That's but right. Do you think it's just a reflection because that's a win and in. That's really because that in. game, no matter yeah. what happens, yeah. the winner right. wins the the AFC South. Now I know right. the loser, if it's Jacksonville, can still make the playoffs, but both sides are going to play to win to get a home game. Right. right. Yeah. And uh, it's not a guarantee that if the Jaguars lose that they make the playoffs. Right. So they can't bank on that necessarily. Right. And it's not like my, my point being, like, let's just say for argument's sake, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Steelers all lost. And now it's Sunday night. The NFL didn't look at it and say, well, we didn't want to have Jacksonville win or lose. They're in the playoffs. Right. Because they still would play as hard as they could. Yeah. Because there's a huge difference between the four seed and the seven seed. Right. Right? Yep. Uh, Kelly in Salt Lake. Listening to the free safety replacement conversation yesterday, the player I thought of was John Jones. He had the positionless tweet earlier this year. I think he's the Patriots' best to have a solid free safety without dedicating a high pick or a lot of free agent money to the position. I think he's Wrong a, on the last part. I think he's a free agent this year, but I'd imagine he'd be at a reasonable price. Well, I think that's the thing is, I mean, you're not going to take, we're going to sign you as a free safety. You're, you, he's going to want to sign like a corner, right. which is going to be more money. And I mean, I don't, I, well, th- I think in a pinch would, he could would, would do you it. Sign, but, would you re-sign him at McCourty? Well, that's that's at McCourty, a whole nother. Yeah. But at McCourty money? He's the free safety. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, I don't think he's playing less, playing for much no, less. No, right. No, that's, no, you know, he, and he actually makes more money now than people think. Like he signed, he, his extension that he signed was a pretty good extension. Jay for Jones the pl- or Ma- yeah, Jay Jones? Jonathan Jones. Yeah. When he re-signed to stay in New England, it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no desire to move John Jones to safety. I think you could do Not. it in a pinch, like, but I don't think he's a well, full-time. I, I think the biggest thing is, and I know that there are certain guys like Antoine Winfield who, who does it at a smaller size, but when you're only 5'9", yeah. you don't have the length to really play that position at a high level. That's a good point. Yeah. And I, I just also don't really like the idea of taking your best corner and then moving him to safety at a basically necessity and then making a hole at corner like you're not really changing up your your yeah. you're not making yourself better yeah and way. i just like yeah. I, and i don't think i don't care like what it costs but it's not a cheap alternative yeah i don't i don't think it's gonna no. be a cheap alternative no, anyway, maybe, maybe i'll be surprised i w- <laughs> i i think he's gonna get significant money in free agency too. if it gets to that point that to the point where I wouldn't totally rule out a franchise tag situation with the Patriots because mm. I think he's going to get $14, 15000000 million a year anyways, and that tag will be 18 or something like that, and, and then you are at least ha- able to get him for one more year and work in the rookie Joneses into year two and get those guys to a point in year three where if he does walk, now you have the rookie Joneses experience and ready yeah. to go. Good answer. Yeah. Um, First person I heard brought that yeah, up. Bring that up. Me too. Franchise tag for Jonathan Thought Jones. Leader. Pot like possibility. Okay. Anthony, so um, I give you credit too, guy. <laughs> Anthony says, uh, Mike, your numbers are wrong. Are they Mike? Right? He says the Mike, you're wrong. He says the offense scores 18 points a game. You're leaving out field goals and extra points. They've had 31 field goals made, 30 extra points made, 12 passing touchdowns, 16 rushing touchdowns, which gives them. 18 I, points. I, I, thought, I thought Mike was subtracting the points that were set up by the defense, but maybe I'm I was. On that. I okay. was. But, I, I mean, so is he saying, like, the defensive touchdown extra points? Because the extra points that they get from scoring on offense should count for the offense. That's, like, right. that's, that's, that's what, what I think I Mike was doing. Yeah, that's I, I, I don't have the numbers. I mean, I just yeah, so we were trying to figure out how many real, true offensive yeah. points they've scored this season. And I always uh, thought, yeah. and I, I guess I was wrong, I always thought, like, DVOA did that. DVOA does do that, yeah. Yeah, they they factor in 
defensive touchdowns. They factor in field position. So if the offense gets the ball at the two yard line because the defense, right. you know, generates That's defensive a, points to me. Yeah, generates a strip sack or something like that. Yeah, uh, they 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 will do that. But I mean, field goals. Unless you're saying that they they started the drive in field goal range because the defense put them there, which they did a number of times. But they still have to. In most cases, you're driving the field to get into field goal range. Yeah. So it, to me, that's still offensive points. I don't know. That don't, would be offensive points if they actually drove. Yeah. And had to kick a field. Like if you take over on the 35 yard line and drive down to the five and kick a field goal, I'll give you offensive points. Right. I'm talking about the pick threes. Yeah. Sure. Taking over at the 17, kicking a field goal from the 14. Yeah. That's that's defensive points. My guess is they probably have like three or four of those at least. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the, the Will- Lions game inclusive. Willie and yeah. Philly's back on the phone. What's up, William? Uh, no, no, he's not. Oh, what happened? <laughs> My goodness. Oh, poor William. Did you just hit drop by I accident? might have. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I did, but I might have. <laughs> it's ringing again. <laughs> I might have. They kept ringing the bell. I think William's going to let Fred hear Oh, it. he's going to be mad. He's going to give yeah. him a what for. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to. Let's see. <laughs> we'll try it is again. It, it William, you there? Up, right? here. Hey, all right, hey. all right, all right. All right. I, um, I just, I, 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 so much I want to say, geez. Um, to, to the gentleman, um, am I saying right, Demir Hamlin? I said it correctly, right? Demar, Demar, yeah, Demar Hamlin. Yep. Demar, I'm sorry, Demar Hamlin. Um, and I'm speaking for everybody in Philadelphia, you know, man. Like we, I am, I'm a longtime Patriots fan, and I have seen hits and stuff. But nothing of that magnitude, and we, I know, all the things filled up. We just we're pulling for them. You know what I mean? I just hope everything is okay. But yep. you know, I just wanted to all through. That's all. You know. Okay. And, um, my question. Right, my what are you cleaning is, a pool? What are you doing right now? Cleaning a pool. Who, me? Yeah. What, what's I'm going on? Cleaning. There's a lot of war- I'm noise. I'm cleaning up, Fred. You know what, Fred? I ain't cleaning the pool, Fred. I'm on lunch break, and that's them cleaning the streets and whatnot. I have to do with that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, my question is, isn't it, isn't it crazy, Patriots on Filter, how one man, you know, he had, every, you know, he covered up all the flaws and whatnot, and then come to find out over the course of the period of time, you haven't addressed none of the issues, receiver, tight end, uh, free safety, none of this stuff. And now you, now you find yourself, you got to take care of all these things, but you didn't do it when you had the time, you know what I mean? When it was supposed to be addressed. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of holes. Yeah. I think they've got yeah. some pieces though. And um, last but not least, uh, last but not least, last question is uh, to Evan. Evan, how you feel about two, uh, two, I guess two players basically in the draft, basically um, Jordan Addison, USC, and also Joy Porter from Penn State. And I'll leave it at that, gentlemen. Take okay, care. thanks. All right. Well, Jordan Addison, all fight right. on. First of all, absolutely. And uh, second of all, I love the quickness with him. He's a separation guy, right? He's not. He's not one of these like Devontae Parker types. He's somebody that can go out there, run routes, and create separation, uh, but he's undersized. He's, I think, probably going to measure in maybe at six feet if he puts a bunch of socks on at the combine and 180 pounds, right? So he's undersized, but he's got the quickness. He's got the separation ability. I, I think he's a good receiver. I-, I think this draft in particular, though, not as good at the top of the draft at wide receiver as the last couple. So I think you're looking at guys like Jordan Addison, probably like an end of the first round, second round pick last year that might end up being like a top 20, top 25 guy this year, just out of necessity for teams to take receivers. So that I think you need to keep in mind um, a little bit that this is not a draft where there's 
you know, Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddell and CeeDee Lamb and like like just receivers coming out of the wazoo. Uh, th- this is a little bit of a, of a down year, I-, I would say, for wide receivers. Joey Porter from Penn State, haven't seen as much of him. Cornerback? Um, but I, I, I know I'm out on him well. for obvious reasons. You don't like Joey? No. You don't like that? Well, it, he's not related like to yeah. Joey Porter. Joey Porter Jr. Just, <laughs> just <a son. laughs> yeah. Not a good it's related guy. to Joey Porter Sr.? I'm just kidding. He's a good player. Uh, Joey Paul okay. at Penn State. All right. A lot of tackles in the Patriots spot, though. It feels like they're, they're going to be like yeah. this. So if you're the watching the national championship game on Monday night, um, I I always get the Ohio State tackle and the Georgia tackle confused. Parrish Johnson is the Ohio State guy. So Bro- uh, Broderick Jones is the, is the Georgia guy, I believe. Uh, left tackle for Georgia. This is not Isaiah Wynn. This is a six-foot-six, six-foot-seven behemoth tackle. And uh, he's going to be a lock top 20 pick, maybe higher, if he plays well in this game on uh, Monday night and, and has a good combine and, and good pre-draft circuit. So he's certainly somebody that's on uh, me and Barth's radar uh, for the Patriots in the first round. TCU's got some guys, too, over there, too. And I'm sure a lot of people will watch Quinton Johnson, their receiver, and, and fall in love, even though he is more of that contested catch big body type uh he's he's a beast and and he's like a man amongst boys in college so we'll, we'll see what happens with him in the combine though it'll be interested to see what he runs and if he's in like the four fives i'm gonna mm. it's trail on burks for me right it's yeah. like no go um but if he ends up running faster than that then maybe we have that conversation uh, Russell in Arkansas says, I have an off-topic thing that Mike needs to look on at Twitter. Adam Vinatieri is so jacked <laughs> up right now, he Fred. makes Derek L- Henry look like a baby bird. <laughs> I know, Fred. You retweeted that yourself. That was uh, I didn't even think it was Adam Vinatieri for a second. I'm like, what is he doing? Huge. Okay. If there's any naked men around on social media, Fred finds them. <laughs> that was part of my job. Send them our way. First of all, just to, <laughs> I've seen Derek Henry up close. Nobody makes Derek Henry <laughs> oh, look small. You don't need yeah. to tell me that. Okay. Yeah. That's like one don't, of the biggest. Don't, don't get Mike going. That's but, like one of the biggest human beings I've ever seen. So but, be careful what you say. <laughs> but as far as kickers go, I've never seen a kicker like him. I, I mean, either it's like it's almost like he's uh, and he's post career. I'm fifty. I kick, I stretch, and I kick. Yeah, no, he's like no he's he's jacked. Is there like a video Molly, that Molly Shannon? Oh, it's a Saturday Night Live. Saturday Live. Oh, Molly no Shannon. Idea. My name is Sally O'Malley, I'm and I'm fifty. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> She's got the leopard skin tights on. Funny. Yeah. Funny. Okay. You funny guys are fun. on an island with Funny this stuff. Yeah. Now, there's thousands of people listening right now. Thousands we're talking about. of people. <laughs> uh, but no, if you haven't it's seen it yet, uh, there's yeah. a video. I, I assume that's his son that he's working out with. Uh, oh, I, 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 I didn't see the son. I just saw yeah. him. Jack. It's not up. just him. He's, oh, he's yeah. working out with a younger guy. Maybe I think that's it's his, his son. son. Who's, the, who's the kicker too, right? Yeah. The college kid. Yeah. And And his son's jacked up too. But Adam is huge. Because there was a time, like, late, he, he started getting a little chubby. The yeah. real guy who go, yeah. went on steroids after his career? <laughs> yeah, he, he started getting a little chubby, and I think he just, like, said, okay, I'm going to stay healthy now that I'm done. And he, he's just, like, jacked up. He's much bigger than he was when he played. Can, can we just bring him home? Can we, like, just have, like, a little – we don't have to have a ceremony. Or just We just need to bring him back into the family, into the mix. We'll forget about those cold years. Water under the bridge. Come back. Come back to us, Adam. Yeah. Like, to do what? participate in various videos yeah. and things like just come back and be part, be you know, part like, of the alumni group yeah, yeah. you know well adam vinatieri yeah not really he yeah. doesn't eat i haven't seen him here the since colts. he left he was banging the drum at the colts game right, right. Uh, was that well, last we year nah, well we don't know what you're talking about in there he but did, he did spend more time as a colt i know but we're gonna forget about those so we have we're him come here gonna, i don't have think him he, raise a thing or something you know? I, I don't think he's forgotten 
Forgot what the three Super Bowls the I, I I I think he has forgotten <laughs> that. I don't um, think he's <clears throat> that who gave it? Glad you caught that one, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Me, personally? Um let's see. Uh Dave in Bethlehem, sorry it happened. But the world doesn't e- stop ever. Kids must be fed. Parents oh, must no. work to feed them. The reflexive we emotional response is overdone. Okay, so he's he's moving on. He's saying that. Um, yeah. About I Mac, think that's what the NFL is doing. Yeah. About Mac, he has had about 2.2 seconds per snap to throw the ball. Smith is a poor blocker and tackle his weakest O-line position. No, no wonder his yardage is down. Poor personnel choices, bad coaching are primary causes of bad offense. Just the Smith. The thing that's funny to me John is Newton. the the oh. what people think is like a normal amount of time to throw a football like two like two point two seconds like that's that's way too fast right like he's got more than two point two seconds okay like I'm not saying he's got a lot of time but I feel like every time oh he's got less than two seconds to throw the no no let's 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 not be that nice about it all right uh let's see Jack from Stoughton. Uh, I've been a lifelong Patriots fan since the 80s and remember when they first started getting broadcasted uh, in 85 during their super run. With that, I've seen a lot of bad teams over the years and have seen the team grow into a dominant force in the league. What Patriots team from the past does this current team remind you of? For me, this reminds me of the 83 Pats. Bad quarterback play, key pieces on defense, poor coaching, and a middle-of-the-pack team. Let me know what you guys think. No I mean, idea. I mean, I'll let I'll let the senior uh, yeah. members of the show speak. But I mean, I will say that there's some vibes with with '80s teams, just because you had Tip. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. He's giving me. I believe he's keeping up communications. He's giving yes. me the giving me the bird. Uh, <laughs> I hate when it does that. <laughs> um, but you know, there were some elements of like, hey, you had some really good players on the defensive side of the ball, and the offense was a little bit of a. I, I don't know. Can't I'm, I'm speak intelligently here. on the '83 Patriots. Yeah, I was like doing, off the top of my. Head. I was doing the college thing back then. I wasn't really. <laughs> focused. I was watching. I just. I mean, I can't. Uh, tell you, that was a nondescript season, um, but I can't tell you exactly why. It how many Bud Lights deep were you when you were watching that game? <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs> no, <laughs> Diet Miller. Diet, Diet Miller. Miller. He was Diet already Miller. nine at that point. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. No, it yeah, already had four kids. <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah. Zach Taylor, first marriage, fifteen, probably. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh. I probably, every, oh I, yeah. I probably had one or two watching some of those games. That Kids? was fifteen. Oh. Drinking in the eighties. <laughs> Zach Taylor is talking right now uh, in Cincinnati. Hey, he's right there. He's right there, and uh, he said that when he went across the field to talk to Sean McDermott on Monday night, that McDermott said that he needs to go to the hospital to be with Demar Hamlin, and that he shouldn't be coaching this game right now. And that was sort of when the decision ramped up to wow. to call the game. So McDermott said he needed to go to the hospital. Okay. Yeah. All right. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. Um, Shoddy from Houston writes in, I think Purdy does more out of structure than Mac Jones does, which has been evident with the 49ers looking better on offense than when Jimmy G was playing. Oh, I disagree that with that. I also just like the obsession with out of structure play drives me nuts. Like, why would you yeah, want that? Right. Because ninety oh. percent of quarterbacking it's good is good to still have it, but structure. you don't plan on it. Out of structure stuff to Patrick me. That's a, that's a secondary quarterback trait, right? Like, it's it's great to have. Like Josh Allen, right. Patrick Mahomes can do that all day long. But it, at the end of the day, ninety percent of football is still played in structure. Yeah. So, what do you do from the pocket? Your timing, your accuracy, your reads from the pocket—that's still more important all day, every day than running around yeah. and playing playground football. Sidearm. And I would agree that Purdy has made some plays out of the pocket. I think he's better at that um, than Mac Jones. But 
the the offense has been good. All yeah, I mean Jimmy G was playing really well. Yeah, when he got hurt. Uh, he says it's also clear to me they that have a good there was, team. He said yeah. there was never a chance Shanahan wanted Mac as he is more or less the worst version of Jimmy G, whereas Lance <laughs> offered a higher upside. Yeah, I mean, I think he went for the higher upside. No question with yeah. Lance. Yeah, like to me that is. If I can get a guy who can do all the things that I that I have to have, plus this stuff that Evan just yeah. talked about, I'll take that. I actually think that the front office was more in on Trey Lance than the head coach. And the reason why I say that is just because I, I think Kyle Shanahan is a little bit in that Belichick school of if I can get the quarterback to – just do what the play is designed for me to do, right? You know, this we're calling this play, and this is the objective, and this is where the ball is supposed to go, and I'll take that guy over the guy that improvises. He's looking yeah. for the efficiency. See, yeah. I agree, yeah. but for a different reason. I think that Shanahan wanted Mac Jones, too. Well, he might have wanted Mac Jones because I just think he felt like he could plug. He didn't want Jimmy to be the quarterback, yeah. and he wanted to plug in somebody, and he knew Lance wasn't going to be ready to be plugged in. Yeah. Um, Lee in Malvern, UK, um, wondering, as you discuss Mac Jones, how many pieces away are th- is the offense from having some form of identity as we keep seemingly discussing problems at nearly every position? I mean, I think a coordinator. <laughs> like, I think if you a well-coordinated team, I mean, I think they need coordinator, to get more talent. But better line play. Yeah, I mean, th- I think that all that stuff certainly goes hand-in-hand hand with it. Got to have a top three line next year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I think you need to know who you are and what your strengths are, and, and that's determined over the course of a season of, you know, when it comes down to got to have it plays, what do you go to? You know, what are your core things that you believe? I don't, I don't see anything in this team, and it has less to do with who the personnel is and more with just the overall averageness of the offense that we've watched all year long where they hit a couple deep shots, and then it's three and out, three and out, three and out. All right, a drive, a drive. All right, a scoring drive, and three and out. You know, it's just inconsistent, and there's nothing really that you would say. What's the biggest strength of this Patriots offense? Uh, yeah, right now, I don't know. The, right now, the identity it's not turning of, the ball over. Yeah, today, right. yeah, today the identity of the offense is inconsistency. There's no doubt. Not They're inconsistent. Just inconsistent. Not uh, good. Yeah. Not inconsistent. Okay. Um, Mike, you went on this rant last week. No. Don't don't yeah. bail on me. But I think, they, what but they don't have a real identity. They yeah. like. I've like, been saying that all year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is it that – what is the Patriots idea. offense? Yeah. yeah. Like, what is it an under-center offense? Is it a West Coast offense? Is it a spread offense? Like, oh, where we what, want to do where, what is it? And I, I looked up the, the stat last night, actually, to look up for the Bills because I was, you know, starting to turn the page to Buffalo. What if, if I told you the Patriots are second in the league in explosive plays on offense? They have the – sec- that, That's pretty much what Mike just They said. have the second most 20-plus yard plays in the league. The only team that has more is Kansas City. So it's it's wild that they are truly boom or bust. Now, bust happens way more than boom. Yeah. But what the problem is is that they can generate these explosives. That's, but but that's they can't follow. It's just one play. Right. They can't follow right. it up. And it's because there's 11 guys on the other team's defense within 10 yards of the ball at all times. Yeah. And every once in a while, they're going to beat you. And, and it not just, enough to not yeah. enough to beat you in the game, right. yeah. but enough to generate some explosive plays. But they have these explosive plays where there's these moments where you're like, okay, that was a good play, but they're terrible in the red zone. They're terrible on third down. They're Situationally, they're awful. So, yeah, they can have one or two explosive plays. You know, last week they had you know three completions of 20 or more yards in the air, but then when they get into the red zone or they get to third and six, they can't convert it. So that's where these drives are stalling so often. But I find it so fascinating that, and you know, 
nowadays, especially in football, you hear coaches talk about we got to limit big plays, we got to limit big plays. Like that's like such a mantra now around the league. And the Patriots are actually pretty good at making big plays, but they can't score because they just eliminate all the other plays. It's just fascinating because all the everything that we know about how you score points in this league is that if you get an explosive in a drive it increases your chances of scoring on that drive exponentially not here but not here yeah. like it, it, it's yeah. it's so bizarre it's, it's like one explosive yeah. it's like a 75 percent chance you're gonna get points two explosives you're in the end zone like that's just the it's so true i know you know what's yeah. funny too evan about it is like i remember sitting at minicamp watching watching trey nixon yeah the one grabbing those passes down the field and being like, "Wow, look at this!" They're going to go the downfield. Field field I mean, and that's all they did. Like, it's I'd the have same to go thing. back and look, but my guess is, when they get those explosives, they score. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would argue that's the only way they can score. Yeah. Is if, like, well, for like a we, while, they the only no, way they we, scored was outside the end, the red no, zone. But we talked about this the other day, like the the big game winning drive, right against the Raiders, forty yard pass, forty yard run. Right. That's the only way they score. They're not putting 12 plays together and going 89 yards like they did Sunday very often. They haven't done that very often. And that's what every single defense in the league is making you beat them by marching. Right, that's that's the structure of every single defense, and that's why we see so much split safety or two deep safety defense being played right now is because that if we can make you go 12 plays, we're confident that at some point you're going to stub your toe or at some point you're going to turn it over or at some point you're going to have a negative play. So instead of giving it all up in three plays, you're going to try to make you do it in 12, and this Patriots offense can't do it in 12. But they, it's so remarkable to me that they have these high-level or just – chunk gains if you don't even want to talk, say that they're great plays but they have these chunk gains but then they can't score it, yep. it just doesn't really add up i just counted paul 11 of their 28 touchdowns have been 20 or more yards out so explosive plays 11 when they get one 28 they score yeah but like you, it's a tough way to live oh yeah, yeah. wow this is we're, we're living it right now uh let's see ben in brooklyn Writes in, what are the odds the Patriots bring back a fullback next year, and who could it be? Also, what's the latest on Bailey's health? One thing that slays me is seeing how many playoff teams have way better punters, not to suggest that Townsend means more than Mahomes to Kansas City, but it's just immensely frustrating to have a team that not only can't pick up critical first downs, but can't flip the field. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Bailey. I mean... He was back last week. He's not. Well, the I fact mean, we, that he wasn't out at practice him. today, I wonder yeah. if, like, that's it. Because how long is that window once you start 21 practicing? 21 days. This would be the third week, right? This, he was. He's on, like, 13, 14 days of it now. So he's got yeah. another week. Yeah. I don't know. I don't sound think like if, he, if he doesn't get him. activated for Sunday, I it's would not expect him so. to be ag- activated. Right. Uh, yeah, that's been a major thing. I mean, you know, you look at, like, major. the Super Bowl against the Rams, the last Punt. one. Punting was huge. His, like, uh, punting can make a difference when you're a defense-heavy team. Well, that's what's crazy about the whole Remember position. Remember that game? Like, I know, Ryan Allen punted in that game, and you're right. Like, he was great in that game. Ryan Allen. And then they, got, then they got rid of him. I don't <laughs> think Ryan Allen has a job right now, <laughs> so maybe know, they can right. bring him back. Apparently not. They're, they're <laughs> what I do find interesting, uh, more – 
to me, the the kickoffs have, have really every time they oh, kick yeah. off, it, I hold my breath. And I know oh. they don't kick off often, but every time they, <laughs> the, I, I hold Sorry. my I hold my breath because it's always short of the end zone. And yeah. you got all these oh, guys yeah. back there returning now. These Marcus Joneses, you know, that can house it at any time. Mm-hmm. And this team, like we saw in Minnesota, they can't afford to give up a kickoff return touchdown because they can't score. So it, it's just it's worrisome, and I find it a little bit interesting that they haven't upgraded Tristan Viscaino on the practice squad to a kicker that has a big leg. So maybe this, the kicker that if they, when they elevated Viscaino, it's not like he's kicking field goals, right? Nick Folk's still going to kick the field goals. Yeah. So at least if you're going to elevate a guy as a kickoff specialist, at least elevate a guy that can, kick it out the back totally of the end agree. zone. Don't they still have a million of those guys that can There's kick? There isn't anybody like, who just can't run and just, kick the But ball it's like the long eight. drive guys, <laughs> yeah, right? right? The long yeah, drive yeah, contest. Yeah, yeah. There's a million guys that yeah, can kick it a mile, but else. can't put it through the uprights, can't do any directionals, you know? I, but yeah, right. I just want... We don't have one of those? I just want, don't think. I just want a touchback. Right. right. Like, there's got to be a guy yeah. out there. Like right. That. That's a valuable roster spot, Paul. We can But we're using the roster spot on a guy who can't get it to the end zone. That's Evan's point. And every yard for this team, as much as it stinks, every yard matters at this point. And it just – it would be so much – the pressure of the game would just feel a lot better if it was first and 10 from the 25 every single time they kicked off. Yeah, I mean, Miami got over the 30 like three times the other day. Yeah. Once to the 40. Are they in starting position? Yeah, they're 18th in starting position defensively. 18th. Not good. Yeah, on 28.7. The offense is second overall, though. They're they're usually out on their own 30.5. They get they get some help. Uh, I don't know what he's said. Paul is from Monroe, North Carolina. This goes back to the offensive points, like what should count. No, I guess. He says offense gets six points for a touchdown. Offense gets two points for a two point play. Special teams. Gets one point for an extra point. You're only getting. Oh, the, I, I don't buy that. that. That's not. Crazy. You don't even get. That's the tr- not true. Yeah, I don't. Get, and if you score an offensive touchdown and you get a touch and you get seven, it's counts. And he as also seven. says special teams points. gets three yeah. points for field goals. That's was, not true. That's either. not true. I was just counting. because no, you got to get him in position. This is what you get for doing research. <laughs> I know. Fred's like, I have. That'll learn you. Do you have color coded? Do you have? No, no. Fred's like, oh, do you have in your paper? And I'm going. There's no way I got this. And he actually did. And that was. Getting crucified like, for well, actually there are field goals too. I'm like I just was counting the touchdowns. Like it's no. about tutties. Like that's it. Like you can't have your special teams walk onto the field and <laughs> kick an extra point <laughs> if your point offense point. doesn't score a touchdown, right? right. Or somebody or your defense get, or somebody no gets a touchdown. <laughs> right. Sorry, special teams. Just you're gonna have to be included in the offensive side. Um, Todd and Rochester said, I thought this article and headline said a lot about the Patriots players and organization. He said the headline is Patriots players and Tom Brady are top donors for DeMar Hamlin toy drive. Oh, very nice. Well, that'd be nice. I think he's if it's true. approaching seven million now. Oh, yeah, it is. It was right. over six. Yeah. What are you going to do with all that money? That's another off air one that I'll save. Yeah. And that Mr. Love, love that you're donating. Money. Don't need to know about it. <laughs> M- right, Mr. Kraft putting the the eighteen high out there. Appreciate yeah. the nice Jewish. Yeah, and you got to you got to get. Can you explain that? Is that? Uh, oh, that, yeah. I think that's because Lane always says that. Uh, it's multi- I never went to so bar 18, 18, 18, mean, eighteen means life, and like that's like the high means life, and that's eighteen, and then you give multiples of eighteen. So like when I was a kid uh, going through bar mitzvah, yeah. 
just an acquaintance gets eighteen dollars for the bar mitzvah. I love it. Your, your friend gets thirty six, right? Like that's you know that's the way that it goes. And, and when you have learn uh, me another uh, thing I, today, I, yeah, I got Jonathan Jones as a franchise tag, and now I know it's multiple eighteen. <laughs> now I knew that yeah. the eighteen was life, but the bar mitzvah thing to me, yeah, no regular regular acquaintance yeah. eighteen bucks, yeah. I, close friend. Thirty six. I yeah. just learned that this year. I never went to a bar mitzvah. I like that. Yeah. My wife though, had a been. lot of had a lot of Jewish friends. She went to a lot. And, and Tyson this year had a bar mitzvah. His first it was Brayton's actually. Brayton yeah. Brayton Salkin. And she's like, yeah. And so we'll just give him eighteen bucks. I'm like, eighteen bucks. I'm like, yeah. That sounds oddly specific, but a wonderful number. I'm like, eighteen bucks, perfect. Yeah. A <laughs> Matthew Slater, eighteen. Yeah. That, yeah. There you go. And then if you have people that are rich, like Mr. Kraft, oh, then yeah. you get into the thousand. Yeah. We put a right, million. Right, right. It was a Bills player, so it was eighteen thousand. If it were a Patriot player, it'd be thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the rules. That's the rules. Yeah, like I'm sorry uh, for having a grandparent. <laughs> I apologize for having. That's wealthy. They might serious. give you 1,800 yeah. on your bar mitzvah. You know, stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what about 180? Sure. Like, do we have to go from oh, 18 to oh, 1,800? Paul, you're screwing up the whole thing. <laughs> sure. Right. Uh, I mean, do we go from 18 Jew- to 1,800? I can't afford that second. <laughs> Jewish weddings too. It's not just bar mitzvahs. Jew- Jewish weddings. Uh, a lot of people will give. Yeah. 18. Yeah. Like eighteen dollars for a wedding? No, no, no. In- in- oh. Multiples of eighteen. Oh, okay. Yeah, or just eighteen. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Really cheap. Bradley writes in, uh, or is it Brady? I don't know. He says, when mentioning the chunk plays, I think our biggest problem is continuing after we create one. If we don't score in the chunk play, I feel like we always slow down to get the next play in and continue the momentum. Uh, most times we end up with a pre-snap penalty or are slow to get the next play in, yeah. and we take a timeout to snap our momentum. There's the identity right there. Good job. That's that's <laughs> one of the best emails we've gotten on the offense. Yeah, that's what's happened. Yeah, the 20 times they've thrown the ball downfield. Patricia couldn't get the play in on the next play. <laughs> like we're all so excited. I think woo, I think at the woo. end of the year, oh, wait, we get another play. <laughs> the end of the year, people won't be satisfied unless there's a firing squad to just take him out at the end of the season. <laughs> I uh, the militia is going to take care of it. <laughs> just I mean, that poor guy. I, know. I mean, he left Detroit literally getting death threats. I mean, like he said, I I, yeah, I okay. had no need for this. I'm, I wasn't I, I wasn't being serious, you know. <laughs> and now he comes here and like they're just all over him. So there's yeah. another update on DeMar Hamlin from the Bills. Uh, remains in the ICU in critical condition with signs of improvement noted yesterday and overnight. He is expected to remain under intensive care as his health care team continues to monitor and treat him. So we are seeing some glimpses of, of hope with, That's good. with his I heard today they flipped him onto his... Yeah. chest so that to take pressure yeah. off his lungs. I like that's a COVID thing that they learned during COVID. They oh, were yeah. flipping people on their chest to like take pressure off the lungs. I hadn't seen that lungs. one. I did see that yeah, I someone that. reported uh, that the doctors were hoping to see some signs overnight and and they got they got those. Yeah. Some yeah. Po- some positive signs. If they would not get into specifics and I, and I actually think it's been pretty good the way we haven't gotten a lot of specifics. Like don't. Yeah, every two seconds. Let's not have this one be the one that you know you got to rush to have something out there because you talk to some family friend who may or may not have had you know permission from the family to talk. Right. I, you know, just this is good. The bills are giving you some updates. I know that some of the reporters are there giving you some updates yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Tyler in Georgia. Let's say the Jets decide that Zach Wilson is not just the right fit for them, and they call up the Patriots and offer a trade of Wilson for Jones. Would you consider? No. 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 Uh, Evan, I'm not advocating. Evan, that's two. <laughs> I'm broken. E- Evan's just holding his head. Uh, I'm not advocating. If you asked me before the draft, I might have. I, I not might have. I would have a different answer. But now we know. 
No, no, no. Now he's, I think he's broken. Yeah. I think I don't, he's I'm, terrible. I'm not interested in putting him back together. I'm not advocating that we get rid of Mac. I think if Bill had him, I think it'd be different. Yeah. I'm not advocating that we get rid of Mac, but just a hypothetical. I'm curious if you think a fresh start for Wilson might have a higher upside than where we are, when where we presently stand. He can't hit the side of the barn <laughs> with the well, football. Like this isn't, this isn't like he's broken. Like like you know, he makes bad decisions, and he's not accurate. Like there's a functional accuracy to good quarterbacks, right? Where even guys like Josh Allen, who aren't always pinpoint accurate, they can control a football when they throw it. Zach Wilson can't control the football. I, I, he doesn't know where it's going. There's been so many few players, and I don't, and I I can't even think of another one off the top of my head. I assume there are others, but that he's thrown made throws that I'm like, what are you doing? Like like late in the down, like that one against us. Like oh my yeah, god. To me, it's more about Whoa. that than in in his off field behavior than any. Evan yeah. sa- everything Evan said is right. Right. But you know, on top of all that, I'm far more concerned with the person. Yeah. Like he just doesn't well. exude leadership in any way takes no responsibility like i think he's broken yeah i don't want him you want to protect the moms of new england you don't want to bring that i see like a little you know mac has some times where his shorter throws are a little bit off right you know a little bit too far this way that way whatever totally fair but it's not because he can't make them and he's not because he can't make them he's not air mailing it 10 feet over the guy's head (laughs) Like, yeah, right. Zach Wilson sees a guy open in the flat, yeah. and it ends up in the first yeah. row. Like that, That's what's so hard for him, and I think I made this point last week, but it's just like, you know, usually guys that flame out like that, like you could see them going to be a backup, and maybe they find a career that way. But with a guy who's that boomer bust, it's like no one's going to trust you to be the backup because you're going to come in and, and probably make things worse, you know? Uh, let's go to the ace ticket hotline. Todd's in North Carolina. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. I just got a quick question. For those of us, and it's probably just a few of us that are kind of wrong-headed, but for those of us that are not confident in Bill still having his fastball, what do we need to see in this last game and in the offseason to kind of give us a little bit of, okay, he's still got it, we're, we're not, you know, we're not in the right. I mean, I would just, I, I don't know about this last game. I think there's a lot going on, and I mean, that we can talk Thanks, about. But I, right. I mean, I think it goes to, you know, what we've all said, just acknowledging that it wasn't good enough, acknowledging what we've all seen, that it's, below the bar of acceptability and that major changes have to be done and that the offense has to be restructured coaching-wise and reinforced personnel-wise. And I think if he does those things, then, you know, you'll you'll believe him and you'll have trust in him. But I think if he comes out and tries to sell you something that goes against what you've been watching for 16 weeks now, then I think people are going to have a big problem with it. Do you think, you know, like there's so many elements of, you know, his job that, you know, have to improve. But one of the areas that, we think has gotten better in the last couple of years was drafting. Like they had that stretch where it just wasn't good. And lately, you know, they've picked up some players like the, the last two, the first two picks last year or this year, the jury's out, you know, Thornton and strange, but the other guys have contributed last year. The guys contributed. Is there any coincidence that like it started to get better when Casario left? No, I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. You know, I, I think the final straw for Casario is Nikki Larry. Once he made the Nikhil Harry pick, and I, 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 I'm not like I, – I think that that pick was heavily driven by Casario. I think that they really liked Nikhil Harry coming out of the draft. I think they were looking for that prototypical X receiver that could be a Devontae Parker type for them on the outside, and they really liked him. And I think when that pick was made, they – had a philosophical change of we need to get athletes like we can't 
it's not about necessarily just about the you know where does he fit and all this kind of football jargon we need to get guys who are athletes and they come right back in the 2020 draft and Kyle Duggar was one of the best athletes at the combine Josh Uche great athlete you know um, go right on on down the line in the last couple years this past draft they you know strange good athlete for offensive line Taekwon obviously has the 40 uh, Marcus Jones great athlete so I think that that was really a big focus for them but why like was that a bill decision or was that like Matt Groh Elliot Wolf, like who? Only they know. Yeah, right. Yeah. I yeah. like for me, it's Bill. I think Bill had a slump, and he's been better the last few drafts. Yeah. Other people would say, well, Casario left, and that's the line of demarcation. They're not wrong. That's when Casario left. Everything Evan said is right. Yeah, Casario was the la- was with Bill when they picked Harry. Yeah, on that last draft. The next draft, they got a couple of players that can play. Maybe it was Casario's yeah. fault. So I don't know. So I guess what I'm trying to get at is okay so there's so many areas that have to improve but maybe drafting isn't one we need to worry as much about as we were you know i, I don't mean to be a homer but I, I don't necessarily think there are so many areas that need to be improved with this team like i i think that they have a lot of talent on defense young talent too on defense i mean we're not talking about everybody being like up there with like Devin McCourty is, you know, they have Kyle Duggar and Uche and uh, Marcus Jones now hopefully is a guy that can, can step up and be a bigger player next year. I think Jawan Bentley is right in the prime of his career and does a decent job at his job. And Barmore. Then Barmore, right. Offensively, they need a tackle, at least one. And they still are chasing that golden goose of the number one receiver. I, and then a coordinator, but that's not personnel. Yeah. I think, I think if they ch- if they <laughs> check those boxes, if they get a tackle in the first round, maybe they find an upgrade in the veteran market at wide receiver, and they bring Bill O'Brien back next year. I expect it to be better. I yeah. I, I don't know if this team is like the team that to me that the roster that had tons of holes everywhere was like the 2020 roster, right? And now we've had a couple of decent draft classes. Mm-hmm. They bring in the free agents in the in the spending spree, and, and I think that there are some more holes that have been filled so i don't know if they have a if they're that far away i agree with your point i think the 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 only place i would i'm a little bit concerned is just that i feel like they need the really important positions like they like you said the yeah. wide receiver well the that's because they ignore like those those ones. important yeah. positions at the top of the draft and they draft a guard in yeah, the first round when they needed right a number one corner and that's they why we think there's receiver. more holes yeah but and even uche like uche it's like i you know he's developed nice but I'd love to have him be a three-down player. I'd love to have him be a guy that's, you know, man in the opposite side as Judon yeah. the whole time. But it's, I think the three-down is – I think that's Bill. Like, yeah. he, he wants Jelani Tavai on first down. Mm. And I don't necessarily think in other systems – and I'm not saying that that's necessarily wrong because I yeah. think that there's there's some merit to that. You know, this last game against Miami, Jelani Tavai did a great job setting the edge of the defense. So I'm not saying that there's no merit to it, but I think in other places, Josh Uche is a three-down player. Mm. I don't know about that. Because coming out of I mean, Don Brown didn't think so. Yeah, his coach in Michigan didn't think he could play. But Michigan, line. but Michigan is one of those programs that has a hundred of these guys on their roster, right? So yeah, you know, I, I just I think that just like Don Brown to a degree, Bill looks at Josh Uche and he has a skill set, and then he looks at Jelani Tavai and he has a skill set. I don't necessarily think that a lot of uh, defensive coordinators always look at like what is you know that in that sort of 
box right where like this guy is this and this guy is that whereas i think a lot of dcs would look at it and say josh uche is one of our 11 best players on our roster we're going to play him 75 percent of the snaps no i think bill is is more this is what he's good at and i'm going to put him in a position to succeed and to vise better at the run so that's where i'm going to put him but it puts you at a disadvantage when you have to substitute like that, yeah. you know, when you can't have a three-down player yeah. at that position. I, I just, I think to your original question, though, Fred, I think the draft is just continues to be absolutely critical. And I think it, it's, you know, after last year, they, I think they had some hits. They still have some questions, but I think you need to, you need to continue to hit on guys. You need to hit yeah. on guys like Marcus Jones. You need to, you know, you really need to hit on uh, at least a couple of these pieces. It's ideally. the only way out. Yeah, yeah, it is because you can't fix it every year yeah. by just signing guys. Right. I mean, you could do that once in a while. And I'm not talking about 2021. 20, yeah. I'm saying, like Evan said, Fill some if holes. you get a tackle in the first round and then maybe you get a, a solid veteran wide receiver, yeah, that that Cause, works. Because whatever – You're not going to get a solid veteran cornerback, wide receiver, tackle, running back, right. tight end in, in like free Because even if – like in free agency, even if you think the guy's a mid – range talent guy you're paying top dollar at that range right for no, what he so did with no matter team. what the level is in free agent you're you're paying top dollar for that level yeah. like that's how you yeah. get you in know? the situation that they're in now where the numbers aren't outrageous but this particular year based on compensation they their receiving cores are the most expensive in the league right now would anybody argue that i mean evan went down everybody and said there's not one team that Jacoby Myers would be the number one receiver for, and you'd be hard-pressed to argue with them, even me. Yeah. Right? Thank you. So that's how you get in that situation is you give not like $95 million to Christian Kirk or whatever he he signed for, I forget, right? right? No, but you give way more money to Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne than they're worth. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, it might not have approached anything with Jacksonville paid Christian Kirk, but they're not as good a player either. Yeah. So your 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 yeah compensation is high. Same right. thing with with Henry and, yeah. and Smith. The place that for the veteran market, and I, I also wouldn't rule out corner because we've yeah. seen him do that before with Gilmore and Talib and yep. Revis. So yep. I, I I don't know if there's one of those corners on this market. Just looking at the available free agents, but. That's that position and wide receiver. I think are the two positions that, in a trade, if you can swing big in a trade, yeah. that's where you have to go with it. Because I, I do trust them to degree to to get a tackle that can play in yeah. the draft, right? And okay. I do trust them to a degree to upgrade some of the other marginal positions that we're not talking about premium positions. But in terms of corner and wide receiver, I, I think you have to pay a premium nowadays in this league for those positions. And I I. That's where I would be looking. I wouldn't be looking in the free agency. See, pool. we should be saying right now, Nikhil Harry is our number one guy. That's <laughs> what in, yeah. in a perfect world. That's yeah. what. But you missed. That's, I mean, but you but, missed. But, but, he missed. Missed. but let me ask you. You know, this. they missed on a wide receiver. Like it doesn't in it the first round. But it shouldn't cripple you. No. Like, four years no. later. But would they have even paid him? Like if if Nikhil Harry was AJ Brown, right? And we switched those oh, two, they two. probably would have traded him like the Titans, right? Did. Like they I, probably I, think that that <laughs> trade was like Bill was like chef's, oh, chef's I'm kiss. jealous. They made it, and we got Traylon. Bur- and I like Traylon Burks more than Evan does, but like no. he's not yeah. as good as AJ Brown. Yeah, like yeah. You, that's a that's a downgrade. Um, so hold on, like okay, all right, I'm holding. Just just to wrap this hold whole on. thing up, Put like because I think Mike and Evan were a little bit differing on the holes. The amount of holes. And I think it comes down to, for me anyway, perspective. Like, I think that 
I wouldn't argue with anything that either one of you said when you're analyzing the situation. I think it comes down to what you think. So Evan says, I think they have a lot of really talented young defensive players. We're not going to argue about this right now because we've argued about this a million times. I don't think the defense is anywhere near as good as Evan does. I think that when they play a good quarterback, they're in trouble, yeah. just like everybody else is. Okay? So what you think of those young guys, to me, is different for me, for Mike, for Evan. Who knows? And it's obvious on offense where we all differ. <laughs> Evan thinks the quarterback is fine. I don't. So I think you do have holes. Um, and to Mike's point, I would more agree with Mike, I think, with Evan because it's the holes that are hard to fill, and, and you have important holes yeah. to fill. Because I don't think yeah. if you – if your defense is what Evan says, you can get by if you improve your offense, right? So you, But it ain't going to be easy to improve the just, offense just, unless you guys just think it's all Bill O'Brien. So do you think that if this defense – I don't want to like say like with a top five, top ten, whatever. But if this defense had an offense that was also pulling its weight this year, they wouldn't be a playoff caliber, you know, contender. Playoff contender? Yeah, that's yeah. what they are. Well, Super Bowl I, contender? I, no. Okay. I'm trying to get to a level I, that I'm not they haven't been at since Brady left. I'm not necessarily. I don't know if they would be a Super Bowl contender either. I, I, I guess, don't think this I, defense I, could I, beat I, Kansas I, City or Buffalo or Cincinnati when it counts. I don't. Okay. Now, if your offense improves dramatically, but then it could. I will say, though, I think that if you add a number one corner, mm. it makes the whole defense better. As right. good as it is, it makes it even that's, better. That, that's yeah. why I agree with Mike. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the yeah. holes are important. But, but and, and I think Evan brings up a good point about yeah. the way Bill's filled that recently. Maybe they can't do it like that. Yeah. Maybe he can find a guy right. that he likes and steal right. him in so, a trade. So maybe you're not that far is he, away. Is he unhappy oh, like in New Orleans? Marshawn Lattimore unhappy in New Orleans? That's like swing a trade for the offenses yeah. kind of trade. Yeah. yeah. Because that, that, guy, right. that guy allows you to play man coverage. Yeah. Right. right? And, and if you're going to play these great quarterbacks, ultimately you have, to, you have to man up every once in a while. And this team right now doesn't have that number one corner. And I don't even think they really had it with JC either, to be honest with you, no, which no. is why I think they nope. let him walk. Yeah. And they haven't had it since Gilmore. And that's just the biggest difference is that the Mahomeses and the Allens and these guys – they eventually will pick apart zone. They might not. You might be able to catch them with some spins and stuff like that at first, but once they kind of settle in and figure out what it is that you're doing in terms of the disguising, they sit there and they pick you apart, and, and that's yeah. the difference. I, I mean, they're not going to get a Sauce Gardner, but I mean, you see the impact that he has with the Jets just as a rookie. I mean, you it's, could. it's a hard, you know, but, but it's a hard. Okay, so you couldn't get Sauce Gardner. You could have gotten Tariq Woolen. Yeah. No, I. He's I, had a pretty good rookie year. Now I don't I know. know. They board. Don't now, don't, don't <laughs> start <laughs> Barth on Tariq Ter- <laughs> Wall. And I'm not telling you. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I haven't watched a ton of Seattle. I know yeah. he has a lot of interceptions. I'm yeah. not telling you he's yeah, played that well. No, but it's like they, they like exist. Diggs. Diggs I had have, a million interceptions. Yeah. He wasn't playing. I as have well. no respect for zone corners. <laughs> Um, oh, Sherman. I, I, I love his. Al <laughs> in Wisconsin <laughs> says, come on, Paul. Edicts. Paul, you think that if Bill had Zach Wilson that he wouldn't be broken? Really? He's sure done a great job coaching up Mac Jones. <laughs> now, I don't know if this is sarcastic oh. or not. <laughs> I think it is. Of course is. it is. Yeah. So okay. Touche. All right. Touche. Uh, Evan's mad at you now, but not me. <laughs> Solman writes in, uh, the Zach Wilson discussion got me thinking. Generally, why is it so hard for college quarterbacks to find success in the NFL? Zach Wilson looked so good at BYU. He and did now, not look good at BYU. <laughs> and now he couldn't throw a paper wad into a waste bin accurately. I thought that maybe it has to do with going from shotgun in college to mostly in the center in the NFL. But what other reasons are there 
that it's hard for these quarterbacks to succeed. Go watch the BYU tape. Go watch it. He has a the amount of time and space that he has in the pocket is a- absolutely absurd. There's nobody within ten yards of him when he's standing there making throws. He's basically throwing at BYU like he did kind of like Alabama. <laughs> he, he basically throwing at BYU. Stop it. Uh, like <laughs> like he like he did at his pro day, right? Like the, like he's throwing against yeah. air. Okay, kind of like he's playing at Alabama. <laughs> it is nothing like Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. No, there was a guy from Georgia who was actually on the field at one of those times where where like Alabama uh, played. Uh, Smith was Alabama was going playing in the SEC in the uh, national championship sure. game. Okay, no, that's it, where I would say it's the the quality of competition that BYU faced. Oh my as goodness! To, yeah, you know any, anything else? And there's a ton of guys in all positions, by the way, that are just college players. I think They're the bigger good. question Bill is will why tell you, in college is it yeah. so hard to play defense? So Bill, uh, Bill will uh, tell you the college offense is totally like, different. Totally different. It's a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. He has no respect for it. It, it. A lot of it, and I, I will admit that this is I, I'm. Uh, putting a point in Paul's column here. Thank you. And I will admit that this is a problem with Mac Jones. A lot of it is that these quarterbacks in college never play under pressure, mm-hmm. right? Because they have all day to throw and they got these clean pockets that they're working from constantly. And in the NFL, no matter if you have the best offensive line in the league or not, you're still going to yeah. face pressure at a higher rate and at a more impactful rate where you have guys that are chasing you that can actually chase you, right. that are, are actually going to get I you mean, down. Th- to that point, though, do you think there's anything, we've talked about this a little bit, um, that Matt came in and, and I thought, you know, right from the get-go, looked kind of comfortable in the pocket. I mean, definitely more than I saw from Stidham in his rookie year. Um, I mean, do you think that there's an element of, like, you don't know what you don't know and you kind of got here and he just kind of assumed, like, you don't really get pressured. And then as things kind of have progressed, he realizes – Oh, there's some days where my offensive line are going to totally cut coverages, and I'm going to, I'm gonna, or, you know, Maybe. cut rushes, and I'm going to get planted. You know, you know when played he at Auburn and didn't have, you know, not that he was playing at BYU. Yeah, I mean, not to make it a comparison between those, but just generally a maybe guy he, maybe Stidham was more used to being. Yeah. At, but I also think that Stidham is more athletic and ran around as part of the way I he just played. Think I mean, I wasn't it, trying to make a Stidham comp. No, I'm I was just, just saying, saying as a point yeah. of comparison yeah, between yeah. the two guys. I just think in college, even when you are under pressure, a lot of the time. And I maybe not necessarily for Mac, but a lot of the time for a guy like Zach Wilson, he's the best athlete on the field. So these defensive ends are chasing him, but they can't actually catch him because he's a better athlete than they are. So now he's getting out of it. Now he, now they he, catch you. Right now they catch you. Now Matthew Judon's chasing you yeah. down instead of some guy from BYU that's going to be a car salesman in a week. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, now it, we're we're in a we're totally different ballgame. Same thing. Sonny's car wash. Sonny's right? car wash. I don't know. Uh, BYU, they might go into their, their and, mission. And this is why I said I, I made <laughs> the point. There's a lot of positions that it's like quarterbacks are the high profile, and they, and they go in the first round. They get overdrafted because they're quarterbacks, yeah. and then they don't pan out. So you remember them all. But, I mean, I could give you a laundry list of guys, yeah. you know, like John Ross, like oh. to what Evan just said. Even What did John Alabama Ross do in college? Secondary. He ran faster than everybody else on yeah. the field. Yeah. Then he got into the NFL, and maybe he was still technically faster than everybody, but not by as much. Mm-hmm. Right. Everybody else could run, too, and now what do you have fallen back on? He didn't have the talent. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the problem, uh, the fear that I have with Taekwon, right? I is like, about I, I, okay, you I, got I went this. to a guy from another team on <laughs> <Yeah>. purpose. <laughs> but it's ultimately the hardest part of evaluating quarterbacks from the draft and saying that this is what I project this guy to be in the NFL is how they're going to handle pressure and how they're going to handle suboptimal environment that they're playing in because you just there's nothing translatable at the college level because 
either they're in clean pockets all day or they're a better athlete than everybody on the field. So it's just so difficult to sit there and say, okay, this is what they're going to look like in the pros because it's not a pro pocket and it's not pro routes and it's not pro coverage. So like, how do you make that translation is often what decides whether or not this guy's any good. That's why I think a lot of teams. Well, that's why the microcosm of the, of the senior bowl is important because they get to finally line them up in pro schemes at practice. And, yeah, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the big quarterbacks don't don't partake right. in the senior yeah. bowl. Yeah. Yeah. The best players aren't no, there. Mac, right? Mm-hmm. right. Mac but I I think that a lot of the time that's why teams put so much stock in the college football playoff in those games because okay now we get to see uh, you know um, the Ohio State quarterback who I'm of course blanking Stroud. on Stroud. We get to see Stroud against an elite defense in college and what he does in this moment in these big right. moments and he played out of his mind. So he's probably going to be a top two pick in April, you know, um, Mac in the college football playoff also played out of his mind. And, and so he ends up being a first round pick. And I think that those games, Trevor Lawrence, you know, in, in those situations played great uh, for the most part. So you, that, that's what you have to go by. But even still Alabama's defense is the, one of the best defenses in college football every year. And it's still not an NFL defense. I saw something interesting, you know, about the college, you know, we talk about the differences of the college game and, you know, those two college football playoffs uh, on Saturday night, they both went down to a lot of situational football at the end, right? There's a lot of two-minute drives and, and whatnot. And I didn't see them all as – I don't know if you heard. I was at a wedding and missed uh, everything. Well, I've heard. So I didn't get to do my thing, Mike, that I like to do so much. You know, you got to take a timeout here, spike yeah, it there, right, right, get out of bounds, right, right, why are you right. getting out of bounds, all that What's stuff. What's talking about? So I saw someone um, was quoting – I think it was Burt Breer was quote – you know, had talked to an NFL executive or something – and one of the things that he said, which I thought I never really thought of it that way, is a lot of colleges, a lot of college coaches struggle with the end of the game situations because they ain't in them. Yeah, right. they're all the NFL every week comes down to that. Interesting. So these guys are trained in it; they do it all the time. In the NFL, mm-hmm. to Evan's point, we have to wait for the college football playoffs to see if C.J. Stroud can play against good teams <laughs> because he plays yeah. in the Big Ten, and I'm sorry, the Big Ten is not the SEC. It's good. But it ain't the SEC, you know. And those te- they are not used to having close games. You they might have Northwestern one. is good. No, no. I knew that. Was sorry, MLB's sorry, Meg. Calling out. Sorry, Meg. I mean, Ohio State plays Michigan every year. And that's yeah. the one game that they play in the regular season. That is, I guess, maybe Penn State. I guess no, if they play Penn yeah. State, they, but they play they play some good teams. I'm not saying, but they don't all come down to the last possession. Right. When you're Ohio State or Michigan, you know, like most of the time you're beating. Iowa and Wisconsin. I'll tell you what, though, you that know, CJ Stroud's a baller. That no, no, no. I played He's, out of his mind. This is a whole separate. This is a whole separate thing. I yeah. like CJ Stroud too. I like Bryce Young too. Yeah. I, I mean, I would worry about Bryce Young's size. size He's yeah. small. He is He's small. Yeah. But um, you know, and and I would have the same kind of concerns that I did with Tua. Yeah. I wonder what Casero's going to do with uh, Bryce Young. Uh, like he's got to take him, right? Take him. Yeah, he's going to go. I think he's got to take him. All right, that's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Thursday. Catch 22 is early. Yeah. Uh, Correct. 10.30. 10.30 tomorrow live on YouTube and Patriots.com. Then our show. Then John Rook in the playbook uh, immediately following. So big day on Patriots Radio. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.
The world's original part.